French fried potatoes. One oh potato, two potatoes, three, three potatoes, 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 potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, potatoes, seven potatoes I more. Potato. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, potatoes, potatoes more. Potatoes. Five potatoes, six potatoes, potatoes, seven potatoes, 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 potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, CJ. Thank you, DJ. Welcome to episode 309 of Potato League Podcast. I looked it up beforehand this time. Nice. Yeah. Yep. First time. Yep. Yep. I did. I also have a list. Um, oh, shit. So, <clears throat> the last time we recorded was the 9th. Yeah. Uh, so, since then, I've I've watched quite a bit. Um, you're continuing on your, your cage watches mm-hmm. uh, with some horror stuff mixed in there, I saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it was up to me, I'd watch nothing but cage movies all right. month, but then Andrew is like, um, Right, could we watch something different, please? Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I would get see, because I whenever I whenever you're doing what like when you did the Mads thing last month, it doesn't matter who it is, I just wouldn't be I can't do that. Even Tom Hanks, I couldn't maybe I could do Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks was surprisingly easy. Yeah, to Tom Hanks with. would and be Honestly, yeah. Nick Cage is too. Yeah. We forget about just how many like really fucking good movies he's been in. Yeah. So after I watch like a couple like direct to video ones and I'm like, yeah. oh, some of the dreadful mid two thousands ones. When Very is the, few of them have been dreadful. Surprising. When is the when is the low? Is there a, a real low stretch like uh, post IRS? No, maybe. No. Okay. Because even post IRS, you get um, Colorado Space and Mandy and. Oh sure, yes. Yeah. I think I uh, see. I consider that part of the cage resurgence. Oh. Post IRS. No, that's still IRS. The post IRS is literally just now. The, the, I'm saying po- uh, post IRS um, uh, audit, I guess, where he owed a lot of no, money. No, literally, the film that helped him pay off the audit finally was the um, um, massive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever yep. the talent one is. Which, goddamn, I hate that it's playing right now and I can't go see it. <laughs> I saw uh, something on Twitter that said that their backup plan, if Nick Cage didn't want to do it, was to get to try to get Daniel Day Lewis to come in and play Nick Cage. Obviously, that wouldn't happen. No. But that's hilarious. Let's see if Daniel Day Lewis wants uh, to come out of retirement. Yeah, I mean, it was a joke. It was a joke, but it's <coughs> it's pretty funny. It's a good joke. Um, you also had a big trip this week. Oh yeah. Uh, Dan went to New Orleans for yeah. about a week, right? Oh, full week. Full yeah. week. Yeah, total. We went. Left very left Thursday morning at like nine a.m. and got yep. back Thursday night at oh, yeah. midnight. But got to be on the plane with the guy who does the voice for Scream for Ghostface. Okay, yeah, that's a plus, I guess. Did you recognize this person? Yes, which okay. freaked him out huh. a little bit. I won't lie. Oh, because you knew who he was. Yeah, because yeah. I, uh, you know, I we did the Scream thing for my the right for Video Monsters a while back, and. Um, he, again, he, the weirdest thing that happened was the mask mandate getting taken away mid-vacation. Because I'm yeah. like, yeah. everyone wore their fucking mask on their way down. No yeah. one was bitching and moaning. It was yeah. very, I was surprised at how quiet it was. Because I figured it was, there'd be at least one right-wing douchebag who'd have to be reminded on the plane. But no, perfectly fine. Yeah. Then the mask mandate got lifted. And especially in the South. Yeah. Nobody was wearing a fucking mask. No. Like, I think <clears throat> on our initial plane, 
because we went from Louisiana to, to Atlanta. We were maybe three people on the plane besides us wearing their mask. It was yeah. a big fucking plane. Yeah. And then from Atlanta to JFK, maybe ten. And it was also a, it was one of those where the rows were like six, seven. Six, yeah. Seven all the way fucking back. Oddly enough, the the most was the, the, the small flight back from New York to Bangor. But we go to our gate, and there's this guy, and I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure that's Roger Jackson. Because... <laughs> Because we did the scream, he's, you know, still in my top six. Uh, Letterboxed. Yeah. And I'm like, I think those are the glasses. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. And I knew he was in Bangor this weekend for the Bangor Comic Toy Con. Oh, okay. So I'm like, that starts tomorrow. This is the flight into Bangor. Fuck it, I'll just ask him. And I'm like, you know, are you Roger Jackson? He's like... Yes. <laughs> We've been following you since you left your house. <laughs> I'm like, and I was like, you know, I uh, just want to say I'm a big fan. You know, I, and he's like, looked at me like, this guy fucking, he just looks like a dude, a dude, you yeah. know, he's probably late sixties, beard, glasses, hair, you know, normal human features, normal human features. <laughs> Didn't he is, he is yeah. an adult person. It's not like, you know, like. Oh my god, are you the guy who played fucking Leatherface? Right. This giant fucking mountain of right. He just looks like your granddad. Right. You know, somebody's granddad. Like on Peter the Mayhew was walking through here. <laughs> exactly. Hey. Uh, so he was. Seven foot guy. But then, like, and I, and I didn't bother. I was just like, you know, I just want to say a big fan, you know. Cool. I'll be seeing you this weekend at the Bangor. And then we sat down. And then his wife came, he, his wife came over and she's like, you know, motioned to us over. And he was just like, you know, sorry about that. I was just, you know. <laughs> a little weirded out. Wasn't expecting to be recognized. Yeah. Because it was like, at this point, like nine o'clock at the, and, at, the at JFK. And this is at JFK, yeah. So he's just like, I was not expecting to get recognized. So he's like, I was a little thrown off. I'm like, no. And I explained why. You know, I'm like, my friends and I did a, you know, I, I do a podcast. My friends and I did a scream retrospective. He's like, oh, cool. And I'm like, so currently you're like my number five choice. You're my yep. number five on Letterboxd. He's like, number five. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> He said it in, like, the ghost face voice, and I'm like, God, that's so fucking cool. Uh, he also does the voice for Mojo Jojo. I don't know what that means. On Powerpuff Girls? Sure. Oh. Connor was little when that was popular, so yeah. it's actually a great cartoon. But um, And he's done some other voice work. I guess he was a voice in Fallout 4, but I don't know what, but it was on his little poster yesterday when I went to see him. I'm sure. But he's a very, very nice guy. His wife was very lovely. Um, when I went to the Bangor Toy Con yesterday, he did say, he's like, it's Dan from the airport. I'm like, that's right. So, again, very, very lovely fellow. It's weird. Almost all horror people are. Because then, yeah. after, right after that, I went over and met Kane Hoder. I say right after. It's like a fucking hour long late because people don't understand. They how, didn't have ropes. getting lines. So, they had it, like, taped off. And it was, like, taped off in, like, a snake fashion. Mm -hmm. And people just weren't getting it. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. So, it was just kind of a crowd <laughs> advancing. Yes. And I tell Andrea, it's like, anytime you think, like, Tom and I sound fucking nerdy on the podcast. Yeah. Go to one of these conventions. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's to the point where I'm like, everyone just stop talking, please. We're surprisingly normal. Yeah. In, yeah. by, by comparison. Yeah. Um, and this is just a crowd from Maine. Right. This is not right. like New York Comic Con or San Diego. Or San Diego where the but real psychos like, are. Oh my God. Yeah. They were having some fucking unbelievably nerdy conversations. Yeah. I'm just like, please don't say that to him. Yeah. 
please, please don't. I'm, I'm helping you out here. Yeah. Don't bring that up. Yeah, just <laughs> when you get to the front of the line, don't bring up your fucking fanfic. Yeah, oh, dream oh my God. dream matchup. Well, that's what they were doing. They're like, oh my god, yeah. he needs to he needs to play Michael Myers yeah. and all this. And if he did that, he could do this. And I'm just like, yeah, please don't say that to him. Yeah, because he's gonna be really because he was a super nice guy, super super, super strong. Uh, Patton Oswalt from uh, Parks and Rec, <laughs> yeah. filibuster vibes yeah. coming from these people and again when the person's like a genuinely nice guy because like there were a couple kids in line and he took the time to like one kid apparently there's a kid guy i know his kid he wasn't there so i didn't recognize the kid or his wife but yeah. i was like listen to the kid who was holding like a little jason action figure talk about paw, paw patrol for like three minutes yeah so it's like he was a good dude yeah um yeah signed a couple and then i met the guy who played leatherface and Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. <laughs> That's what that completes my set. It, it, they kind of, kind of did. I mean, they also who was and I felt bad because I didn't recognize the guy. The guy who flew in with Roger Jackson was the guy who once was a stuntman on one of the Halloween films. Uh, and that dude looked old as shit. Like, yeah, he was there. Well, with, he was flying with them from LA. He's probably lived a hard life. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like okay, if he was a stuntman on like Halloween two, which was like nineteen eighty one or something. He's made a career of throwing himself out windows. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, especially in the stunts back then. Yeah, when they're like, is this safe? Nah, <laughs> maybe. Sure. That rope will hold. Try to land on that man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was also there. So I mean, technically, yeah, you could have had like, I could have met all four, but I'm like. He was just the stunt man, and I, I, I felt kind of bad. But it's like, I, I can't afford to pay forty bucks to get the guy who was right. just the stunt man. If I right. mean, if it was like one of the guys who was like the regular guys behind the mask, for oh, but I think that dude's no, he's still alive because he was in the newest Halloween. The guy who was like the original, you know. Yeah. Then I would actually been like playing Nick Michael Castle. Yeah, that's yeah. the same. I would have been like, that's fucking cool, and I could have got all you know, like a good horror hall of fame there. Right. But and that's the thing too, because. Jesus, I did not want to drive to Bangor yesterday morning. Where did you come in? Did oh, no, you go to Portland? We, we, no, we flew into Bangor. Oh, okay. And then, and then drove home. Oh, oh, then, oh, I gotcha. Yep. Oh, yeah. I would and know. so Friday, and then we went and picked up the dog from his kennel, which, Jesus Christ, he's, he ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> a week a week in the kennel. A week in a kennel, and he is not a sociable dog to begin with. A week in the hole hasn't done him any favors? No, I'm pretty sure like his, <laughs> his, his poop might get back to normal someday. Does he have, like, wicked anxiety? Oh, he, like, yeah, he's an anxious dog shits. to begin with. Yeah. So that's what they were like. We, we called a couple days and checked on him, and they're like, yeah, he still doesn't want to talk, play with the other dogs. He's just kind of in his kennel shuddering, and it's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he didn't, like, leave Andrea's side, like, the past two days. No. He's been, like... He's going to be pissed when you guys go back to work. Oh, sh- luckily she doesn't go back until Wednesday, oh, so good. he'll have a few more days. Good. But, yeah, he, he, he's he been a mess. So she didn't want to come. She didn't go to Bangalore because we... Got in Friday, Thursday night, went back to Bangor to pick him up Friday. Yep. Came home. Did nothing all day Friday. We're like, fuck it, nothing. And then Saturday, and I'm like, oh. it was with Record Store Day, and I'm like, I am not going to fucking Pool Moose today to go to a Record Store Day. No, it's just not fucking happening. And even then, I'm like, oh. kind of met Roger Jackson at the airport. Didn't, <laughs> didn't get him to sign anything, but I kind of met him. And I'm like, shit, do I really want to go in? And then I'm like, fuck. Last time I said this was Sid Haig. At Bangor Comic-Con. And then he died like three months later. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck You it. gotta take advantage. I'll go in and yeah, so I went in and did that. And then I'm like, went right home. I didn't look around at anything else. I was like, fuck this, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need to go look through the all the other shit. I'm well, like, I, was I just want to go uh, home. I'm assuming it's the same 
stuff. Oh, it, for the it most always part. is. There's always, you know, there's some fan art that's yeah. usually pretty good, but it's like, fuck it, I don't. At some point, where I are you going to... picked gonna... up two fan art pieces while I was in New Orleans. I'm like, I don't need any more. Yeah. <laughs> like... I have a fucking box of, like, framed art that I don't have up in the house anyway. Well, that's what I was saying. At some point, where are you going to put all this shit? Yeah. Like, I, I only got so much space. I rotate some shit through. Yeah. But... Like I do with my fun co's. Yeah. I wrote, we rotate them on the mantle. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah. It was cool to finally meet someone famous at an airport. Cause I had never done that. I've, you know, I've never seen anybody famous at an airport. I don't think I have either. And for a while there, I was flying fairly, a couple times a year. Yeah. You always see these shit on Twitter and stuff. And people's like, look, who's on my flight? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> but a lot of times, my flights were... Bangor to Cincinnati to <laughs> fucking North Texas or something. Like, yeah. I'm not seeing anyone. <laughs> or no Detroit. I went to Detroit a couple times. Uh, and Detroit's such a big fucking airport. It's like, even if there was someone I, famous I remember that, nothing. You'd never. I just remember the underground tunnel that lights up. Oh, yeah. That's the way... Uh, is it Trenton? Where there's like a really long underground freak tunnel where, yeah. like, you fear for your safety. You're like, this ain't right. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, so many of them now, like, thankfully have put in, like, you know, trains and shuttles yeah. and, because, like, fucking... Or at least they have those long-ass fucking Cause skywalks. Because we, we landed at, like, gate at, like, Terminal A yeah. in JFK and they're like, oh, the flight, your next flight's in Terminal E. And yeah. It's like... Yeah, I had always thought that that, you know, the, the thing from the the movies that you see running through the airport, that was all bullshit. It is not. No. I have sprinted before. Oh, I have too. Like, I've had, and it's I've good. had like, you have 12 minutes to get yeah. to this other terminal. Which is <laughs> a mile and a half away. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I went to, it was an Air Force thing. Um, a buddy and I went to, had to go to Texas for two weeks. And I can't remember where we were. But thank goodness we were both in the best shape we've ever been in. Yeah. Because we had to run with, like, 60-pound backpacks. I mean, it was... It's the most hardcore thing I did while I was in the military. Was running from one... I'm not kidding. Running no, from one right. gate to the other. Uh, I should consider myself fortunate for that. Yeah, that's why whenever Andrew... Because we had a four-hour layover at JFK. Yeah, that's too. And I'm like, too. I'm, I'm okay with that. Same trip, actually. On the way to Texas, uh, we sat in Dallas, which is two hours from our destination. Yeah. We sat in Dallas for nine hours to get... I watched... Uh, it was supposed to be a quick layover, and then there was, it fucking rained or something in North Texas, so you can't even fucking take off if there's weather there. Uh, and we sat there uh, long enough to watch, it was the day of the uh, conference championship games, the year the Steelers, I think, won. So I watched both, both <coughs> conference championship games on the floor, because the fucking whole area was just oh, yeah. packed of people. That was, yeah, was when I worst. came back from Austin, that's what it was like, because I flew, I got into JFK from Austin, I went yeah. straight from Austin to JFK, and my flight got delayed and changed into Bangor something like eight times. Yeah, that's awesome. That's and a great it, feeling. They kept moving it from gate to gate. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to wait until it's like a half, like, most of it was well enough ahead of time, and it was, it was raining, it was shitty. Yeah. So like, everybody's flights were getting fucking turned around. Well, and that's the thing. So I'm like, nope. I'm gonna wait in this fucking spot until yeah. I have the app on my phone. That's like, the thing that sucks <laughs> is that is when it's not just hey, this flight that you thought was gonna take off at noon is now gonna take off at eight. That's not the way. It's this. It's taking off at one fifteen. Yeah. It's taking off at one thirty-five. Yeah. It's taking off at two ten. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. And they're and, changing and the it, gates every fucking time. That's the what worst. it was like. And so I'm like, nope. 
until I hear your flight is fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not moving. From, if I get a good spot, I'm not moving. Which is exactly. I'm like, there's a fucking charger right here. Yep. There's a TV right there. There's food right behind me. I'm not, because I was flying by myself, I'm like, I'm not fucking moving from yeah. this spot until it's time. Yeah. Because then, like, yes, uh, on the flight back, like I said, we left, the, the flight was 9.45 p.m. Fucking, I don't know why, why have flights after 9 if, like, everything in the airport shuts down at, like, 8? Because it's like, <sighs> couldn't even question. get a fucking cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm like, this is some bullshit. Yeah, because it was like ten minutes ago. There was everything was open, and now nothing is open except for the fucking Hudson News, which, no, thank you. There are some uh, airports that are. It's nice if you got a little bit of time. Yeah, because they're like little shopping malls. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's all way overpriced stuff. Oh yeah, but no JFK. Like we were like, oh, I bet Atlanta's. Well, we're, I've we're, never been to Atlanta. Atlanta's I bet Atlanta's. Nice. Atlanta's got one of the nicest airports in the world. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, of all the traveling down south, I've never had to go through Atlanta. That is, is weird. Which is dumb. I've gone through Atlanta so it's, many fucking times. It, it for some reason, because most of the time it was going to Texas. When you yep. go to Texas, they they go west first. It was either Cincinnati or Detroit. Which was weird because when I went down to Texas, it was Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, wherever you've got the list. Okay, you're good uh, to go. How familiar are you with the relationship between Fistful and Yojimbo? I, I I know it's based. Okay. I know it, this it, is. I know it's an adaptation, but okay. there's definitely, I'm sure, some. Okay, that's good because <laughs> that is pretty much what I thought. So I I had started kind of. Uh, I had only watched one up, up when I watched uh, Harakiri. Uh, I figured I would start watching some of the samurai ones. Move into the, uh, you know, into the the Kurosawa samurai ones, and I always, and I couldn't tell you where I got it from. Just kind of what I've absorbed over the years was that these two genres played back and forth off each other, and were very similar and inspired by, and like, oh, you kind of like Lennon and and Bob Dylan at yeah. the same time writing songs back and forth. Like the famous story of Strawberry Fields was because. Strawberry Fields was written because something else was, because of Penny Lane and something Bob Dylan wrote that John Lennon said he had to write a better song. Mm-hmm. I thought it was that sort of relationship. So I watched, uh, and the other thing, so I figured I would also, along with that, start going through all the old Eastwood westerns, mm-hmm. which I have seen all of, but I'm calling them all new watches because when I was, what I, the, the, <coughs> East, the reason I've seen all the Eastwood ones is that when I was in college, we used to do 24 Hours of Eastwood mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving weekend when TBS used to do it. Yeah. And so it was just a, a, a reason to drink, start drinking at 7 o'clock in the morning and drink all day and not even... I couldn't tell you one thing about one versus another. So I've seen them all, but I'm considering them all new watches. It's funny that you went into this just a brief thing. Have you, have you played the game Framed? No. It's basically Wordle, but for movie nerds. Okay. Where they show you a picture of a movie. Okay. And then you have to guess what the movie is. And if you don't get it, they'll show you another frame from the movie. Yep. Until six guesses are up. Yeah. I'm usually within the first three frames. I'm really fucking good at this game. While I was on vacation then, because I kept playing it, the first day, one of the first days, was a close-up of Eastwood sweating. Yeah. And then it was like, I'm like, okay. So Did he have a beard or not? Scruff. Okay. So it's not hang them high. No. And then it's like, oh, it, they fuck with you sometimes. It's like, sometimes they'll do like a close-up shot or... Yeah. And then they'll show like a landscape shot. Yeah. Then they showed like three landscape shots. Yeah. And I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> so I'm doing 
Is it good, the bad, the ugly? No. Is it High Plains Drifter? No. <laughs> you know, it was eventually um, Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. But I'm like, assholes, come on. <laughs> it's the t- only time I've been like, I might not fucking get this one. Because, <laughs> like, oh, what, what are the next going to show next? A saloon door? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so uh, just to get that out there, I'm, uh, all of my Eastwood uh, Westerns are going to be considered first watches. Because the, the only thing that I remember distinctly that was in one particular movie is that in Hang Em High, he's got the scar on his neck. Yeah. I mean, other than that... From, I, from the hanging. Yeah, I couldn't tell you really what, what was going on in each one. Which is Maybe Outlaw Josie Wales. That's how I am with both... That's why it's funny that you're doing this. With um, Kurosawa's Samurai films. Because yeah. I watched them all once when I was like 21. Sure. Within a weekend, because I just started working at the video store, and we just got them all in. Right. So I'm like, fuck, fuck it, I'm going to watch them all. Other than Seven Samurai... I have a hard time remembering which ones are which now at this what, point. Yeah, what's it's like what's happening? So in many of the things are so similar. Yeah, and okay, Toshiro Mifune's in fucking all. Of them. I was gonna say the same actors are in all of them. Much like Eastwood's films, it's yeah. like so for so many of like I watch Josie Wales and all that. I'm like, I'm not sure what happens in this one. Yeah. I know I've seen it. Yeah, but I, I, I again, I made the mistake of binge watching them essentially. Right. That's like I can't tell them apart now. Right. So one of these days, I plan to do that with like a Kurosawa curse. I was. Like, watch, like, one a month. Yeah. So that I can, like, really retain what that one was. Yeah. So I started uh, with Harakiri, which isn't Kurosawa. It's um, the other famous one. Stand by. I know this is riveting. <laughs> uh, but I, I started with Harakiri because it was, uh, it's, like, number five on the, the Letterboxd Top 250. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once again, very fine film. It's not the fifth, fifth best m- movie ever made. Um Kobayashi uh, has all the same actors as all the Kurosawa ones. Mm-hmm. Same, same two leads. Um, so I watched Fistful first. Now, Fistful was filmed in 64, came out in the United States in 67. <coughs> uh, Yojimbo was filmed in 62 and came out in 62. I don't know when it would have come across upon. doesn't really matter. So point is, Yojimbo's first. I'm going to play, it's only two minutes long, two minutes and 44 seconds. I'm going to play you a YouTube video. Okay. If anyone wants to play along, pause right now, go to YouTube, just search uh, Yojimbo uh, and Fistful comparison, and it's the first one. It's like two minutes long. It's like... Awesome. I can't wait. It's... I mean, and as I'm watching Yojimbo, I'm like, holy fuck, this is not an homage. <laughs> this is a straight fucking rip. Nice. And it's not, he's not credited in any way. And I'll get to it later. There was a lawsuit, and he did win. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to watch that video. We'll pause. All right, so we watched that video. Dan, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, those are exact. <laughs> it's like a... It's and, like, and like we pointed out, some of the shots, like, okay, it's one man versus, like, five enemies. One's using a gun, one's using a samurai sword. Whatever. But, Fine. like, the the walking by and where, you know, Mifune cuts down part of the thatch roof. Yeah. <laughs> and then Eastwood just kind of knocks it down because he doesn't have a sword. Right. <laughs> And it didn't look. It serves no purpose to the story, right? Well, he's other than there. He's he's there. He's ran, making it look like it was ransacked. Yeah, but, but again, but, <coughs> in a west, I don't think it. Who's ransacking it by knocking down part of the roof? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Because like the, the reason that they, I, I don't want to get into how roofs were made back and whenever these things were uh, taking place, but like the whole thing is like, the, it was like thatch roof replacement roll-up stuff in the Jap... That's common in Japan, but, like, that's yeah. not how roofs are made. And I don't know. It's yeah. it's it's wild how... Uh, and I love that you've also viewed a, viewed a, viewed a movie that says, uh, a YouTube video that says pots that were stolen yeah. from other movies. Well, it was recommended immediately after that. <coughs> there, there are some interesting ones in there. Uh, yeah. 
that I didn't real. Some of them are um, like super, super obscure, uh, like fifties B movie sci-fi stuff that was ripped off later. Uh, I actually did just read this. I did one over at Video Monsters with uh, the um, Invaders from Mars. Yeah, where it's like a remake from that. It's like pretty damn close. <laughs> Now, I will say after all of that, uh, Kurosawa did end up suing, um, and he did win. He ended up getting 15% of the, the gross, which is... That's a good percentage. I mean, in, in 60s money, sure. Uh, I think he ended, he ended up getting a couple hundred thousand, um, which, again, is yeah. more than I've ever gotten from a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but <laughs> I, I do have to say, they're both strong fours. Yeah. Both really good. I mean, even... Well, obviously, obviously they're about the same because it's the same fucking story. Um, but I did, I did really like both of them. Yeah. So I don't want to like say that Fistful sucks or something because it doesn't. Uh, it's good, but it, it's Man. just kind of rocked my whole. Uh, well, I mean, so I mean, I know that one wasn't Kurosawa. But shit, so many of Kurosawa's films. Yeah. Fuck it. I mean, it's it's a, it's been no secret that fucking Seven Samurai became fucking Magnificent Seven, Seven yeah. and A Bug's Life. Yeah, so I saw that somewhere else. Stolen from that. I saw that somewhere Which is else. funny because yeah. I, I didn't, I I only knew that because that came out in like 90, no, like 2000, 2001 yeah. when I was at the video store and I had just finished watching a bunch of both, like, because I had watched both The Magnificent Seven and uh, Seven Samurai and then I'm like, wait a minute. Did he at least get, did he get credit on, I don't on know if he got credit Magnificent on Seven? Oh, I don't know. Because that would be interesting. Well, I because that would have been after this lawsuit, yeah. so like no one's gonna. Fuck well, I know over Lucas twice. didn't give him credit for Hidden Fortress in Star Wars. Well, that was that's on this, <laughs> that's on that video. Yeah. Uh, um. Inter- yeah, because he curse uh, I was and, on there uh, twice. What else was Yohimbo was also um, Last Man Standing, the Bruce Willis film that Walter really? Hill did. Yeah. Um. Which was also a remake of like another seventies like fucking gangster film. Yeah. Pretty wild. The westerns, yeah, the westerns and fucking samurai films, man. They get turned into other shit frequently. Uh, I do have, I am happy though that I've got, uh, Dan brought me a copy of Good, Bad, the Ugly, because it's the only one that's not, that wasn't either available to stream or I was able to get, I was able to get High Plains Drifter for $2, just to digital. Um, Everything else is either on Tubi. AMC Plus, which man, that is dreadful. Have, did you did you buy that when you, I have that right now? I think there's we, a couple things I want on that. I feel like, like we overspent when we spent fifteen dollars on it for the year. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. It was a good price, but Jesus, it sucks. It's a pain in the ass to fucking navigate. Yeah, sometimes it forgets where you are in the movie, so oh, you yeah. have to. As oh, someone yeah. who watches movies like forty minutes at a time, yeah, that sucks. Uh, but I have I have used it more recently. I think I've. I figure if I watch 10 movies on it, I've more than yeah. covered it. And I do have more than 10 movies in my, in my <coughs> list. But yeah. With all I've the streaming services I'm on, I try to at least either watch a movie or a TV show a month. Yeah. Yeah, like, sure. I'm like, if I do that, I can say it's paid for. And you can consider it a rental, kind of. Oddly enough, the one, the one I don't do that with is Criterion. Yeah. Because I'll go an entire month without watching anything, but then I'll binge like three things on it. I used your Criterion to watch Har- uh, Harakiri. Mm-hmm. Um... Plus, they've got a Prince concert film on there right now. Oh, they do? Which I'm like, all right, I'll watch that. Uh, in Criterion news, uh, Okja is coming to Criterion, so that's great. So fucking... It was so funny. Pe- Internet nerds were so mad at that. Why? Because, like, Criterion always announces on the 15th. Okay. 
and this got leaked like two days prior. Okay. And, and people were like, how fucking rude, Bob. I'm like, really? Really? Who cares? Exactly. Like they're mad about the announcement? Well, no, they were stoked. This is I like, mean, like they're mad that the announcement th- was that early. That it came early and it got leaked. Who cares? <laughs> I know. Oh my God, who gives a shit? I know, but like. Wow, you gotta have it. You gotta be uh, sailing through life if that's a problem for you. Well, you know, it is bitching on the internet, so. Man. And it, and it, it was funny because, like, people are like, this is like, it's a great fucking lineup that month. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal, um, which I'm, of course, immediately forgetting. Right. But, like, Devil in a Blue Dress, which is a very underrated uh, Denzel Washington, Carl Franklin film. It's like uh, based on a, isn't it? Yeah, based on a Walter Mosley book. Right around glory, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the, well, there's there's that there's Oak Joe, which has been on Netflix for years. Well, it was a Netflix paid for it. That's why. Yeah, but it's nice to see that you know, it's getting released finally. Yeah, uh, and that, and then also, um, Double Indemnity is soon. Oh, and not just like Double Indemnity, like 4K. Yeah. Double indemnity. Yeah. And that's uh, the thing that I like right now is that they're doing a lot of the roses both. You yeah. get 4K or. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Because some of them, I'm like, I don't need that. In, like, I just picked up uh, Scorsese's documentary about the band, The Last Waltz. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a good concert film. I'm going to watch it once probably in the next 10 years. I yeah. don't need that in 4K. Yeah. But like, uh, oh, yeah, th- this was their lineup. Okay. You've got Devil in a Blue Dress, Drive My Car, which is recent Oscar bigwig. Summertime, a film I'm not terribly familiar with, but it's David Lean. So, of course, it's going to eventually. Fucking Raging Bull. Fi- finally getting in the Criterion Channel. surprised that it w- wasn't there. I know, and I've got a... I've got a I think it's the same studio, MGM. I've got a pretty much a... It's exactly... It's like in the same type of release as that Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, it's just a beautiful, like, you know, clamshell-type box. It's uh that doesn't want to stay in the no, never wants to stay well, in. Well, it's the same as the Because uh, they're never tight enough, so it's the same as uh the tool. Yeah. Uh Virgin you Su- know. Virgin Suicides in 4K, which I'm I'm not gonna need that in 4K, I already have that, but Sophia Coppola's first film. And then Okja. Which I'm super stoked about. And then the month before they had done Pink Flamingos finally, the John Waters film. Mm-hmm. And I love this. It's just in a brown paper bag. Oh, nice. Look. Um, and then Shaft. I'm stoked Shaft is Shaft is getting. And they included one of the sequels on the Shaft Blu-ray. As, oh, as that's, a bonus feature. That's a nice that's a nice feature. They do that type of shit. Um which one is it? Shaft's big score? I don't think because I don't think they did Shaft in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shaft's big score is on there. Because it's directed by the same guy, but they yeah, and then the, they also did, like, um, May 31st, it comes out, is is Double Indemnity, which, oh, fuck yeah. So stoked. For, and it's a great 4K Blu-ray. And that one's loaded. There's all loaded. kinds of shit on that. Um, Tilly's still crying up there. What comes out? What it, whatever it was. Ooh, Round that. Midnight comes out this week. That's good. What's that? Round Midnight. Um, it's a... Uh, Best calls it. It's a jazz film type film. It's about a jazz player who's ravaged by addiction and shit like that. And then he goes to Paris and you know, kind of has like a rejuvenation. Herbie Hancock did the score, so I mean, it's it's a great film. I'm gonna get the Blu-ray and then watch it once in like a decade. Right, right. 
Right. But it's it's a really good film. Well, I wanted... See, the, here's my good, the bad, the ugly uh, problem. There is... I could just buy it. Mm-hmm. It is available in 4K. Yeah. So I could just... It is, it is surprising how good old movies look in 4K. Yeah. They look awesome. Oh, they were shot on film. Right. They and look... They get, and I mean, they looks, go through... Criterion goes through no fucking expense when they rejuvenate these films. It doesn't even look real. Yeah. Like, it looks like... It looks like... Something that was made now and made to look old. Yeah, that's how good it looks. Yeah. Um, especially with the old with the old black and white films. Oh, oh yeah, they look so oh yeah, good. Yeah, even just the the HD version of it's shocking how good Double Indemnity looks. Double Indemnity looks better than fifties movies. Yeah, for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's and the. Uh, Another thing, there was a bunch of times I wanted to text you this week, but I was like, he's on vacation. I'm going to leave him fucking alone with my dumb things. Uh, And one of them was, and I know I've complained about this before, because I think it was a sound design thing in the 70s. It is so hard to hear dialogue in 70s movies, because everything else is so cranked. Like, you can hear some asshole coughing down the street, and cars going by, and dishes clanking and stuff. And well, you can't. And in, it was. In it the seems 70s, to be that was a thing, though. It, yes, they, like Robert Altman especially is fucking guilty of that. <laughs> with people talking over one another. Guess what movie I watched this week? <laughs> yeah, it's it's because it, he wanted things to be as naturalistic as yes. possible. And it's, I mean, especially for someone I, I've got difficulty hearing, and you put me. Everything in, starts to just in blend. like a, in a crowded area, and I have to. Yeah. Andrew gets so pissed at me, and I'm like, "Hun, I can't hear. I can't <laughs> differentiate your voice right. from everything else. Right. It's just all." Kids, when they tell you not to go to loud concerts because you might ruin your ears, or work happen. or work next to jet engines for yeah. ten years, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's very very true. And it it is contained to the seventies because uh, I watched uh, oh, mixing sound mixing. Up yes, because um, so, yeah, the same is true. Film, it's like ooh, with a new sound mix, I'm like, thank fucking Christ. The same is true, but it makes a little bit more sense. And I'm going to rewatch it coming right up here, probably hopefully in the next week or so, because I did just buy it. The conversation is the same way. But it makes a little more sense in that movie because it's kind of part of the story. Sound is the story. Yeah, and that's, a, uh, that's such a quiet film in places, too. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to rewatch it because I did I did just buy it. Uh, I'm surprised that that's never gotten a Criterion release. Especially being right in the middle of the Coppola's, Coppola's murderer's show. row. Yeah. Uh, it is odd. I know. Any Anytime it happens on Twitter, someone's like, name... Name the three best movies in a, in a three or four best films in a row directors ever had. And I'm like, anyone who isn't saying Coppola right. is wrong. Is just wrong. You're, yes, you're objectively wrong. And again, I love fucking Paul Thomas Anderson. I love fucking Dave Fincher. They've had some amazing re- stretches. Any, any Tarantino streak. Yeah, but it's like. Any Nolan streak. Best Picture winner, Best Picture nominee, Best Picture winner, and then throw in Apocalypse Now, also Best Picture nominee. Sorry, guys. Coppola won. I mean. <laughs> No one, no one else has four fives in a row. No, though he has four fives in a row. Yeah, like I love Christopher Nolan. I think he's maybe got two fives. Yeah, total. Yeah, and as much as I love shit like Tenant and Interstellar, I'm like, God, those are great films, but they're fours, four and a halves. Maybe no four and a half. Interstellar, maybe I don't think I. Tenant, I need to rewatch again. I oh yeah, I because especially with Nolan, a lot of his shit is like. Wow factor where you're like, fuck, yeah. he pulled that off. Then, yeah. then you'll start to notice some flaws upon rewatch. But yeah, I mean, there's a ton of holes. Well, see, the the there's a ton of holes in Inception, but Inception is so entertaining that you are willing to overlook it. Mm-hmm. Tenant is not that way. Yeah. 
Now, I still think Tenet's a good movie, but having only rewatched it once, I get, like you're saying, I have to rewatch it again. Yeah. But uh, it's like I picked out Interstellar because on the flight from New Orleans to Atlanta, which was an hour and a half long, yeah, someone in front of me started watching Interstellar. Yeah, I'm like, dude, this is a bad idea. I hope you got a couple flights in a row, right? On from Delta, that ones that had the TV in the back, yeah, because. You're not gonna be, and yeah, because I was like, I love watching what other people are watching. Because the woman who's sitting next to me was watching Nightmare Alley. Was that woman Andrea? No. no. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Andrea was watching Ozark. Okay. <laughs> on her iPad. Have you watched? Have you guys? She just started, and she's like, "You need to fucking watch this." I'm like, "I know." I know. Yeah. See, it's one of those. <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. Because I st- also, while we were down there, started. I started watching the first season of True Detective. Although, because I'm like. Oh, that's good t- Good timing. Yes, because I'm like, she only knows, because, again, we had this long discussion while we were down there. She's like, how did people not fucking get out of the city when Katrina hit? Yeah. And uh, she's like, you know, they had days of warning. I'm like, there are parts where it doesn't fucking matter. Right. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere there's to go. There's just nowhere to go. They're, they're not, because I'm like, there are people who have lived in couple square blocks and that's where they've lived their entire fucking lives oh and so did their parents and so, so did, did their, their, grandparents, their grandparents yeah and like especially when you get down into a lot of the parts that you see in true detective where it's like little fishing communities yeah they've never left that right. that's all they know i'm it's like, like so, it's like little japanese uh fishing villages yeah so you tell them oh big hurricanes coming they're like yeah right another one okay right yeah right well you know we'll go find shit to put the roof back on afterwards yep and that's all it is in other ones it's like okay and then you've got then we went through, like, the Garden District, where it's, like, all these, like, beautiful houses and rich communities. Like, these are the fuckers that were able to get out. Yeah. I'm like, I was, because I was down there right after Katrina. I was down there, like, two This ain't their only home. Yeah. And guess how many of them had fucking FEMA trailers in their front yard? Yeah. When they caught back. Yeah. Because there was probably a little bit of flooding damage. Right. I'm like, and then I showed her, like, I got to go back and show her my pictures of the, like, because I went into the, the Ninth Ward and took pictures, where it's a field. Yeah. I'm like, these fuckers had their entire homes wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> So now they're living with other families. So guess what happens when the next hurricane hits? Yeah. It just c- compounds. Right. I mean, and it's fucking such abject poverty down there in certain areas. And it doesn't help that they uh, built a city that sits below sea level on the coast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? I, yeah. mean, at one, I mean, at one point, I it mean, was it, it was the most important hub in the country. Yeah. Uh, but And it's the other thing, too. It's like, well, you know, the seawalls held from the storm. They didn't win that fucking tanker vessel crashed into it. That's yeah. what fucking got them. They left a tanker vessel too fucking close. Yeah. That's not their fault. <laughs> you know. But again, it's... Yeah. So we were watching true de- part of tr- parts of True Detective so she could see what other parts of... Like, that area of New Orleans and Louisiana are like. Yeah. And then when we, end, we end up going on a boat tour, like one of the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was about 45 minutes outside of the city. You had to take a bus. Yeah. And as we're driving, she's like, this is fucking Central Maine. Yeah. I'm like, yep. I'm like they're just. I'm like I'm like it's trailer parks. Yeah, those people aren't escaping it. They're not driving to fucking Houston. Right, you know they don't have a car. Yeah, <laughs> their whole life is that fucking block. And right, they just happen to work here. I'm like think of like Brownville. Yeah, you know, people in Brownville aren't going to evacuate somewhere. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was neat and watching True Detective now in because I've never watched True Detective after being in New Orleans. You know that came out after I had to last been there. So. Yeah. It's kind of neat seeing again. Nuts. Yeah, so we'll get to Ozark eventually. I will yeah. anyway. And um, 
there was one other movie that someone else was watching. And then I'm sitting there watching, like, Pay the Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Nick Cage's Pay the Ghost, which actually... <sighs> it's been so weird watching these direct-to-video ones, because some of them are actually kind of interesting. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, you know, with, with a few, with a big, little bit bigger of a budget and maybe one other decent actor, this film could have turned out okay. They didn't have any of that. But they didn't have any of those things. <laughs> they didn't have any of those things. Because there was, what was it called? Kill Chain. I'm like, this actually isn't bad. It's just, But it's just got, it doesn't have the quality. Right. Like, it's a neat story. It's just, it's kind of like one person kills another person and runs away, and then they run into another person who kills them. And then you find oh, out yeah. how it's all connected gotcha. towards the very end, and Nick Cage is like an owner of a bar who's part of it all. And he kind of kind of weaves the story together. I'm like, it was actually pretty decent. It's I'm not giving it a four stars. <laughs> no, but at least it has a clever premise. Yeah, <laughs> which, and again, he... Makes you want to watch I the end I love that he's getting a reassessment on this, because so many of them, because again... DVD cover art is shit most of the time. Yes. None of this yes. shit got like more than a second glance because it's like, oh, that just looks fucking terrible. Right. And then it's like, oh, it wasn't bad. Like, he's at least making choices in these films. Yeah. Um, and yeah, whether or not it worked 100%, probably not. But it's been at least, I have watched very few films where I'm like, God, this sucks. Yeah. And most of those ones were ones he wasn't in nearly enough. Even Bangkok Dangerous? Not bad. Hmm? Which was, that was speaking an interesting of, one. Speaking of bad cover art. Because that's a remake of a Thai film. Hmm. By the same director and writer. Huh. But it's made like 15 just, years later. It's So it's like uh, when uh, Jennifer Lopez does a song in English and then she makes a Spanish version too. If she'd done it 15 years later. Then yes. Yes. <laughs> and it, 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 the original was like from 96. I don't know why I picked Jennifer Lopez. I don't know. The, but it works. Oh, the easy one would have been Celine Dion because yeah. she does that. Yeah, she does that with her French songs. Um, it's the same right, same director, directors. I think I think it's a combo. The first one they did it in like '96. This one, even though it was from like 2011, still feels like a '90s action film. With the same title? Yeah. Everything? Yeah. So I kind of want to go back and rewatch the original because I bet it's pretty. I bet it's pretty good because it's about an assassin who's there to kill a few people and sure. takes on like a street guy to kind of become his helper and his apprentice, and then shit goes bad. So it feels like a '90s action film. Yeah, like this is straight from the Tarantino school of action shit. Um, but it feels wildly out of place in 2011. And yeah, it just it 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 wasn't that great. It was fine. It was serviceable. But if anything, I'm like, shit, now I, I need to go back and rewatch the original because I feel like that's probably better. Uh, that sort of happened trying to think. What did with... I, what did I give that for a grade? I think you gave it a two and a half or something. Uh, yeah, two and a half, which is about right. Much better than Left Behind. Yeah. Wow, that was fucking garbage. <laughs> Even for, because I mean, I expected Left Behind to be garbage because it's based on garbage books with garbage philosophy. Um... Yeah. So that film was just bad. All over bad. Didn't he also do a World Trade Center one? Yes. Is it, is it called? It's called it's World, called Trade, World Trade, Trade Center. Yes. It's an Oliver Stone film. Um, I had that on my iPad to watch. And I'm like... Nah, I don't want to. I can't watch this in JFK. <laughs> I'm like... Guys, did you know about this? <laughs> this happened right over there? Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I had loaded, because it was available to stream on, I think, like, HBO, and I could download it. Yeah. So I downloaded, like, every Nick Cage film, and a couple <sighs> of them didn't come through. So I, I'm like, shit, I oh, can't yeah. watch that now. Because something got corroded along the way. And that was one of the ones that came through, and I'm like... Yeah, no, I still don't want to watch it. I still can't. I can't bring myself to watch this in an airport in New York City. Nope. I will watch it though, although I'm down to like seven days left or six days left. But uh, oh, is it leaving? No, Age Cage will be over. Oh, oh, it's time oh to move on to something else. Yeah. Although I'm going to keep watching these throughout the year. Yeah. Because I'm just like, he's such a he. Christ, he does not get the... I mean, I say this from a guy who's been multiple Academy Award nominee and a winner. But... He doesn't get the respect he fucking deserves. No, man. and it's because of the past 15 years or yeah. so. That's why. Um, I, I think it's not like you alluded to earlier. I think it's nice that he has kind of had this resurgence in appreciation, yeah. I guess. Like, that he's appreciated. And I think Pig did a lot of that. Um, and just a lot of the interviews that he's given where he's not a bitter asshole that you might expect he's he should be. He's actually an incredibly cool sounding guy. Um, he's yes. on, I bought the new issue of GQ. And very grounded, apparently. GQ, because he's on the cover and I was in an airport. So I'm like, well, fuck it. Right. I'll, I'll, pay, I'll pay $9 for this. Nine ninety-five. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just taking a guess. Because <laughs> um, magazines are just expensive as shit now. Oh, yeah. Fucking right they are. Um... But yeah, because yeah. they've all, they've all got ads for like ass cream and stuff like that. Because like they can't get no one does ads anymore. <laughs> no one does magazine ads. Uh, but anymore. it was a really good interview with him. Um, we we actually visited the house he owned in New Orleans. Like, oh yeah, because he owns the La La House, La 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 House, which was the house from American History American Horror Story Coven. You'd think you'd have a more con uh, mm -hmm. convincing Louisiana accent then. Yeah, he lived there for quite some time. A lot I of mean, his films take place in Louisiana Cameron for that po, reason. Cameron Poe was from Baton Rouge. Yeah. No, not, not terribly good. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, he lives in Las Vegas now, and I guess he's pretty content. Like, and he talks about the shit that you didn't hear. Like, yeah, he owned, like, a Tyrannosaurus Rex fucking skull. Yeah. He bought it for, like, $250,000 or something. He actually outbid uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for it. Huh. Then when he found out it was stolen from Mongolia, he donated it back. Yeah. It's like, you never hear that. Right. You just hear about the weird person. Uh, he also, I wish, he owns a pyramid in uh, New Orleans Cemetery Number 1, which unfortunately is now not open to the public like they used to be. Oh, yeah. Because someone painted um, Marie Laveau's tomb pink. Yeah. So they're like, shit. And I guess in dam in, in trying to clean You've it. Ruined it for everyone. Did more, like, did like $10,000 in damage trying to clean it. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we don't, we just don't let anybody in there now unless it's like a paid for tour. And unfortunately, the churches do most of the paid tours down there. Guess what? They don't talk about. Yeah, they don't talk about the Voodoo Queen, right? Even though she's the most famous person in that. But in that cemetery, Nick Cage owns a fucking pyramid that he will eventually be buried in. Good for him. Not a giant pyramid, a smaller for, pyramid. Good for you. But for, still a fucking pyramid for taking care of your uh, after. Well, that's the thing. He talks about that in the interview because. A few years ago, his dad died, and he was, like, he ended up just getting, because he's his dad, who, again, Francis Ford Coppola's brother, mm -hmm. August Coppola, um, he ended up getting him cremated and taken into Italy to be sprinkled in amongst, like, fucking Florence or some shit, sure. you know, in the, in the rivers there. 
And he's like, you know, years ago I would have been able to do that, no problem, just taking a private jet over. He's like, yeah. now not so much. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I don't want my kids to have to figure out what to do right. when I die. So he's like, I found, you know, it was an opportunity, I paid for it. Right. People think it's weird, but my, now my two... My, it's now my, not, though. Now it's, my children don't ever have to worry about that. It's not that weird, though, really. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it's... It's just not have to be a pyramid in one of the world's right, right, right. I mean, <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Yeah, yeah, and that's the you. Thing. He's you like, uh, prepare for your own funeral uh, depending on your uh, income yeah. level yeah. and not Nick Cage's. Yeah, but he also talks about like you know <clears throat> all the weird clothes he owns. But he's like, no one ever mentions that like the snakeskin jacket I, uh, that I got from Wild at Heart. I gave that to Laura Dern. Oh yeah, because you know she was such a wonderful person to work with. And I guess he does that a lot. Yeah. Like, he'll give, like, very extravagant gifts to his co-workers because he just enjoys them. Yeah. He's like, I'm a man who... And he's like, yeah, I've been married five times, but he's like, every time, I'm like, I thought this is, this is the one. <laughs> Everyone that's been married five times thinks that, though. Yeah. And again, if he's like, if I wasn't Nick Cage, if one of my ex-wives wasn't fucking Lisa Marie Presley... Right. <laughs> right. No one would care. Because that's what someone asked him in the article. Like, what's your... What's the most famous Elvis memorabilia he have? You have? He's like, I don't have any. His daughter, his granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> I banged his granddaughter. That's about I, it. I got some of her pubes. Yeah. Um, but because, again, because he played, you know, he dressed up like Elvis in Honey, you know, Advent, uh, Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah. People think he's and because he has kind of given off Elvis vibes in other films. He's like, yeah. he's an Elvis nut. He's like, I'm not. Yeah. I just thought that would be a neat choice for this character. It's not like it was, there aren't Elvis impersonators all over the place. I mean, that's kind Who of are a, way more obsessed with people with Elvis yeah. than he ever was. He yeah. just happened. He happens to be famous, so people thought that. Right. Yeah. So, so Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I I meant to the the idea was that I was going to do stuff on Star Wars Day, but then I just said fuck it, and I watched. Uh, I can't remember what it was that made me want to watch Empire, but I figured I'd just do a run. So I I watched. New Hope, and then Empire, and then Jedi, and then last night we watched uh, Episode 3. Um, <laughs> you didn't go th 1 and 2 first? No. 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 <clears throat> you no. really don't have to. No, I just, I can't, I, I just, I, I don't think I'll ever watch either of those again. Just because I, I won't enjoy it, I don't, I don't care. Um, Nick Cage spinoff thing here. Hayden Christensen was one of the films I watched. It's this film called Outcast. Okay. Where it's, again, uh, the second film this month I've watched where Nick Cage was a, um, Christ. The Holy War guys. Uh, Templar? Like Templar, but yeah. One of those guys, a crusader. Okay. Um, that got tired of the crusading and got away. Okay. One was Season of the Witch, the other was this one where him and Hayden Christensen were crusaders. Mm -hmm. And then they go off into the Middle East. Because, as Nick Cage puts, it's as far east as he he just wanted to get away. Right. Um, that film has a massive white savior complex for <laughs> Hayden Christensen. And when that massive white savior is Hayden Christensen, and that's what you're banking your film on, right? wrong choice. Right. God, he's so not good in that film. But Nick Cage eventually shows up like halfway through it and is like, kind of saves the day. Yeah. Not in the film. But saves the film. Makes the film watchable. But yeah. man, Nick Cage is in it for like the first five minutes and then disappears into like the 50 minute mark where the whole film has to then bank on fucking Hayden Christensen. 
That's oh, like uh, that's, that's like Seagal. Yeah, who <laughs> shows up rough. for a couple minutes at a time. Um, I can actually, oh, I could segue to that, but I'll, I'll just real quick. So I don't, I don't know if this is a reassessment of my ranking, but just kind of uh, taking stock of where I'm putting the Star Wars movies now. Tell me where you would disagree or agree. My ranking is now Empire, New Hope, Rogue One, um, whatever Seven was, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Uh, Force Awakens, Jedi, and then Revenge of the Sith, and then One, and then Solo, and then Two. It's pretty fucking accurate. Is that where I? I'm surprised. I'm because I, I kept thinking. I think Rogue One is like the third best Star Wars movie. And considering, I, and I just rewatched that recently from from March Madness. Yeah. Um, I love that fucking movie. Yeah. I really do. Um, can you name three Star Wars movies you like more? No. I that's can't. that's where I ended up because I it, it was and it was actually after I watched Jedi that I was like Rogue One is better than this, like because yeah. there's like swaths of Jedi that are just... Jedi is is again it's a it's a good film. I mean, when I was a kid, I thought it was the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, well, it's because it's the one that we watched the most. It was the one and that we were again, the oldest when it came out. I was at I, I watched Star Wars yep. and I watched Empire. And I must have, because I was very excited to go see Jedi. I have a, a memory of going to Empire. Yeah. I have, I have, like, a very... But I don't remember much about it. I remember... More than that, I remember watching it, like, in fucking town halls here in Milo. I when they would have, like, a, a movie viewing the where reason, parents could drop us off and we'd watch Empire. Oh, right, right. The reason I remember it uh, is because I remember a specific thing that happened at the movie theater is that the twist was spoiled for us by the people in front of us who had seen it, like, three times. Dicks. I was young enough so that I didn't even really get it, yeah. but my mother was pissed. Oh, I bet. She was pissed. She said, there was like two kids in front of us, and she picture, said something. I can picture Barb. Yeah, like, she said something. She's like, hey, something along the lines of, the rest of us have not seen this movie. We would like to watch it, or something like that. Yeah, something angry, classic, yet still incredibly polite. Classic Barb. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so. I, but I remember, I vividly remember going to see Jedi like three times sure. at the theater. Um, so yeah, Jedi for a long time was like my favorite but then i'm like no it's, it's fucking empire yeah and that that's been like since my mid-teens where empire was my favorite and today it still is by it's, far my and it's still because i often wonder like i don't watch empire that much because i almost like don't want to ruin it <laughs> but it is still fucking awesome yeah it's no. still really good when uh, i first when i first moved into the apartment in brewer and i just i was still moving in the first because that was when the blu-ray set came out of like all six films yeah at that time. Um, and I didn't have, like, anything set up in the entire apartment. But my mattress was in, like, the living room. Mm. And my TV was set up on the floor. They were both set up on the floor. And for, like, two weeks while I got everything set up, all I did was fucking watch, like, Empire and the special features for Empire. Yeah. For, like, two <laughs> weeks straight. Um, and it's still... I don't think that film will ever be ruined for me. But, yeah. No, I, I would definitely put Rogue One at probably... At number three after yep. A New Hope. Um... Yeah, it just holds up so incredibly well. It's just such a well-crafted film. Mm -hmm. You know how it's gonna fucking end, and it does the it does the good job of filling in stuff without being like so. Oh, hey, look, fuzzy dice right here. Yeah, look at that. Well, that's, that's the dice. Yeah, that's what is so <laughs> solo is awful so about... bad at picking that. Yeah. It's like pointing it out to you. Whereas this, like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, because and again, it was something for like 
30 fucking years, people were like, you know, so stupid that the Death Star was able to fucking be blown up with that one shot. Right. And you know, Lucas would probably say he had it in mind all fucking along. Of course. He did not. Yeah. These guys figured out a way to make that fucking work. And not to be old man yelling at Cloud, but the worst parts of the original three are the stuff that he's added. Yeah. Like, there's, there was no need of adding the Java scene in A New Hope. No. And no. it looks so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. When he steps over his tail. Oh, and Java makes a like, wah! Face, oh you know, my yeah. God, it's Terrible. so awful. <laughs> like, the, what? what the, it, didn't, the, it doesn't serve a purpose. Uh, oh, that's why the shit that I, I like most about Empire is most of the stuff he does is just purely cosmetic. Like some mm. windows in Cloud City. Yeah. Of course, of course, you would. You're gonna build a city in the fucking sky. You're gonna have fucking windows, so you, right. You'll never need light. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't you're above a, the clouds. You're doing some carbon, you know, you're some carbonite shit and some gas mining. You want to yep. not pay a lot of electricity for lights. Right. You're in the sky, put some fucking windows in. <laughs> and I get that they just couldn't fucking do that back in that time. Yeah. Because you were filming on a soundstage in London. Yeah. Um, the stuff with the Wampa is good because it's small. Yes. There's not, a, the, there's, the only no, problem, there's not a fucking Wampa chase. The problem you know? with that, though, is it takes... To me, the uh, it, it had kind of the Jaws effect yeah. originally, and that's what scared me yeah, as the, a kid. The only way reason I knew what the fucking Wampa looked like as a kid because I had the fucking toy. Because the toy, yeah, with, with the big with arms. The, with the clamping arms. Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> that's the only reason I knew what the fucking Wampa looked like. Speaking of which, quick sidebar. Uh, first, the G.I. Joe cartoon is uh, streaming on YouTube 24 hours a day. Awesome. So you can just pop in whenever you want and watch an episode or two. Nice. Uh, that led me to another YouTube channel where this guy has all of that stuff, and he does, like, this was the 1982 lineup, and goes through it all. It's pretty awesome. I would totally do that. Yeah. I will watch that. It's pretty awesome. Because there uh, is a book out there that I almost kickstarted, but it was too fucking expensive. It's the guy who did, it's the guy who did all the, the art for the cards. That was that's a, it's a book full of his. It's probably yeah. that same fucking guy. Well, this is just a, a dude that has a, a huge collection, um, but yeah, he goes through stuff like that about the because uh, like in like the third or fourth year, you can see they really drop back on that and it became digital and it wasn't didn't look as cool and oh, stuff. Because yeah. one of the coolest things was the art on the on the the card backs. Is <laughs> what because Andrea and I were just talking about that because we're talking about Scudic Lake in the summer. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember one of my best days of one summer where I'd gone to Ben Franklin here in town. Yeah. And I had found Blowtorch, Night, night Mask, not Night Mask, uh, Christ, the guy with the night vision goggles. Um, the uh, Beachhead? No, 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 the, the sniper guy. The sniper guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Shit, I want to say Nightlight, but that's not it. No, but it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, Spirit. Yep. And there was one other one that I can't remember, but I went to Ben Franklin one morning and they had all four of those. Yep. Brand new. Hadn't seen them. So I put them all in lay away. And like over the next like month, you know. Quarter of time. Yeah. Yep. Went in and paid on it. And the day I got them, we went out to camp. Yep. And Erica and Jill had come over and were like, hey, you want to go out like canoeing with us? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my G.I. You G see this eagle? <laughs> I've got my G.I. Joes to fucking play with it. I just picked up. Yep. And I'm like, can't imagine why I wasn't good with girls in middle school. Yeah. 
Because this probably would have been like fourth or fifth grade when those came out. Probably yeah, um, the last one I watched up to, they start to get uh, to where I didn't recognize them in 87. I think 86 was the last year that I bought like most of when them. When it's like Mindbender. And it's like uh, Firefly and... Yeah, because after that they got fucking weird. Yes, they and got, it, like, it more, went on for they quite got, a while. They got like more sci-fi. Sci-fi, yes. Yeah. And that's kind of when this guy stopped, I think stopped one of the characters too. was actually named Sci-Fi. Yes, there is a Sci-Fi. Um, <laughs> and that's when I was pretty much done with G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, but man, some of those, <clears throat> like, just seeing the, uh, like, how cool the, I, I, my, the, the two crown jewels of my collection were the Hovercraft and the, uh, the SR-71, the Night Raven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love those so awesome. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, he goes through, it's, and you forget how many... How, that hovercraft was fucking amazing. It yeah. had so many features. Oh yeah. That were, I mean, it had the little. I had forgotten about the little the the motorcycle that it has on the back and the Shit, little yeah, that's and right. the little uh, jet ski that popped out of it that popped out of the front. Yeah, yeah. it's wild uh, the amount of shit and the little oh, depth charges. Boys were fucking amazing. They were legit. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I, mean, oh, I still remember being so fucking happy when I got Zartan for my birthday. See his, his little skiff rider because that was the only way you could get him because he came with a vehicle. Yes, and he goes through... And I love that he was like a chameleon, but really he just changed colors when you put him in the sun. <laughs> but it was so awesome. But it was cool. It was so cool. It was so cool. <laughs> and his little mask that you could yep. pop onto his face it, it, was it, fucking yeah, awesome. He had like a lizard face and a human face. Uh, it's this guy. Okay. Let me, I'm going to take a picture of that. So Michael I, Mercy. Because I'm going to watch through all of those. Yeah. And he, th- there's, I haven't watched this one. He does it once for individual years. They're about 20 minutes long each, and those are the ones that I've been watching. Uh, and I still remember how, like, excited we were when they got, like, the swivel joint oh, he on he talks about it. He'll talk he'll play all about it. their arms were just, like, you know. Yeah. The, I think it's, like, the 85 or 86 lineup is just fucking Legit. the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that, like, when, like, you got the new redesigned Snake Eyes, and he came yeah. with the wolf, and, yeah. oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, there's a whole, that, that whole, there was, like, a two-year period where, like, it was, like, banger after banger, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, those, that was a fun, that was a day that I spent doing that. That was one of my, my, oh, I yeah. spent a whole and day watching that shit. that's why started doing, like, you could do, like, the mail away for Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Uh, well, there was, the first, came out. the first mail away was Cobra Commander. Originally, because there was that was after. Oh, really? Yes. Originally, it was just the it was regular because Hasbro didn't think anyone would buy villains, <laughs> and I thought the Those villains were the best. Yes. Ones. So they only released uh, Cobra Officer and Cobra Foot Soldier. Yeah. And just thought, well, they'll buy. You know, everyone will buy like two or three of those, which I had a couple, but. I would still rather buy yeah. a different. Yeah, I think I only had like two. I think I had the officer and the foot soldier. Yeah, and like color, one of like each. Different colored masks. Yes. Well, they're the their cobra. One of the officers' cobra was white on yeah. his chest. Um. But no, man, fuck it. I remember. And when, I love that the hovercraft guy had a Red Sox hat. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That it was, well, I again, it was the best. All of that goes to fucking Larry Hama. Yeah. Who wrote? Oh yes. Every he goes into that thing the, about these. That the uh, that the the reason that GI Joe succeeded over other action figures at the time. Was that it? They weren't based on anything. They were created, and it was they all had different personalities, and they all had they were all different in some way. And that it yeah. wasn't the cartoon; it was the comic. Because the thing we were really into was the comics, because it was more grown up. This is the like, first comic I ever subscribed to. Yeah, um, the started, comic was started with was, issue eleven or twelve. I remember. And I remember buying like because you couldn't afford issue yeah, one. You, yeah, but you could but, get like you could mail away for like Mile High Comics and yeah. get like the fourth printing. Right, right. 
And I would do that, and I'd oh, this is the greatest I, I, thing. I had Larry Hama sign my original silent interlude. Oh, really? That thing is fucking... If I ever Falling take it apart. Out, if I ever take it out of the frame... <laughs> it's going to turn to dust. Because I remember, like, Larry Hama even looked at it, because he came to the Bangor to- Comic Con, yeah. and he's like... He's like, this is in terrible condition. I'm like... Thank you. I know. He was like, that's awesome. It was like a guidebook. He's like, so many of these I see in pristine condition. I'm like, no. This lived in the backseat of my car. Yeah. For in my mother's car for probably two years. Yeah. So that anytime there was a road trip, I read Silent Interlude. Yeah. He talks about it in the and it's, in that it's year sun damaged and yep. the pages are crispy. But I also I own a hardcover of just that issue that has the script and the fucking thumbnails. Nice. Um, yeah, I own a reprint that came with the Storm Shadow toy and the Snake Eyes toy. I'm like my friends and I used to draw the fucking Oh yeah. The markings on yep. our forearm. We had no idea what it meant, and that was like the coolest. Well, no, part. we thought that it meant the more bl- bricks you had, because like we would, <laughs> we're in like second grade. Yeah. We're like, uh, <laughs> we performed a roundhouse, a terrible roundhouse <laughs> kick. So, oh, that gets me another block. Yeah, it actually is. It, it actually it's it's, from the it means something. Yeah, it means something. I can't remember what, and it is. It's not something you add onto. It's a specific design. We could not Google that in second grade. No, we could not. We just figured, no, they're ninjas, so this must mean <laughs> fucking martial arts shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he does bring up Silent Interlude uh, for whatever whatever year it came out. No, those uh, comics were fucking game changers. Yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah, I can pull out Bazooka, and there's fucking Blowtorch. Yep. Oh. I loved uh, Leatherneck. Leatherneck. Yeah. Leatherneck. One of my favorites great. was always Roadblock and Gung Ho. There was two Roadblocks. Roadblock got a redesign. Yeah. There, there was a couple of them. Uh, what was the other? Fucking Gung Ho with his Danny Trejo chest tattoo. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the Marine Corps logo. Is he in here? Where is yeah, he's he? bottom right. With his, cam- with his camouflage pants. Oh, there he is. Yeah. I wasn't going bottom right far enough. Yeah, I always loved him because he had the distinctive backpack, the blue backpack. Yeah. And he, he was from he was from New Orleans, because he always made gumbo on the yep. cartoons. Yep. Yeah. So that uh, definitely you'll you'll go down a rabbit hole for this. And this on Hasbro is constantly streaming because it's the 40th so it's anniversary. Hasbro live. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but you, what I learned later, and it's it's cooler in one way, but not in another. You can just go to Hasbro and watch the entire series. Uh, the, the entire series is on the yeah. YouTube channel. But it's fun to just pop in and see what they're doing. And I'm, I'm and I'm telling you the, the fucking movie. All, the movie's always good. Yeah. Especially the one that where they um, had to find the pieces of, like, the weather dominator. Yes. That's, oh. Colin and I watched that. That's so good. <laughs> oh, I think this is Zartan right here. Maybe. Oh, and I love the Zartan episode where you find out, like, where he goes back to his, like, Scottish castle. And it's all oh, like, yeah. Fucking, oh. I watched. I, I did pop over to the regular channel because I I did. I started watching the actual Rise, Serpentor Rise. Mm. Uh, oh. For, it was like the first four was, episodes that of was a one big, season. That was like issue 50. When that yes, that was, that was a huge deal. deal. And it was like the fucking this Double thick. Sized, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was $1.25, I think. Uh, I wouldn't know. I was subscribing to it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Um, fucking I hate to move Scarlet. on from G.I. Joe. Oh, I know. This is like original crew here. Scarlet, Stalker. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went to Sonic 2, it's fine. I figured it would be. It's funny, though, and I was trying to think about, I was trying to th- figure out the reason, um, because they, the, I thought it was about the same as the first one, and I was pleasantly surprised with the first I one. I haven't seen it. It's fine. Yeah. 
I figured, you have you have no reason to I watch it. Solid kids movie. Yes, like you. I don't recommend that you watch it because you're going to be like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I could have watched something it's else. It's not made for me, right? And I know that, right? So, uh, Jim Carrey is terrific, though. This is like the uh, sounds dumb. He was born to play like roles like this. Yeah, uh, he's really good, and it, it will be hilarious if this is his final movie. If it is indeed, uh, so, especially for <laughs> where he's been in such an introspective mood of late. Like he's Although he's he's kind of going out on top because even if you don't like these movies, he has been universally lauded for this mm-hmm. this character. Um, so uh, the letterbox review, the letterbox scores are they're not too too far apart, but the first Sonic is like a two point six, and Sonic Two is at like a three four. Wow, I think they're about the same movie. Now, this is my theory that will likely go down the more people watch. Oh, sure. Oh, yes. The further you get from the, the diehards that went to it week one, the, it's the same thing that's going to happen with uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's number one on Letterboxd right now. Yeah, I don't think it'll stay there. It's not going to stay so there. Good. It will settle. I'm super jealous, by the way. So fucking good. I just, it's at White's now. Oh, it is? Yeah. Ooh, Both go. that, the new Nick Cage, and, and the Northmen are all playing. I'm like, God damn it. I know. Why did I have to be, why did I have to be gone all week? Well, <laughs> the problem is... I, and I texted that one of the times I did bother you this week uh, was I asked if, if is every theater at Bangor because the they, Northman was in is was in like theater eight I or something. I think they are now. And the reason that it gave me pause was that when you go on to buy the tickets, there's like thirteen across, and I don't think there's oh, thirteen. It might not be then. Yeah, I think yeah. when I think they don't. Well, they might. What was that? We were five, six, seven, and eight. Maybe there's 12. I don't know. Either way. I know. Part uh, of me is like, do I need to go to work every day this week? Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, I could literally just go there at noon and watch fucking two movies and be so happy. <laughs> I have considered, like, as soon as everyone's home from school, just booking it to a four o'clock or whatever, you know. Because yeah. uh, I want to see all three of those movies. Yeah. Um, I know. And I'm stunned that all three are playing. I know. I, I'm, I, I did not... <laughs> Think, but apparently, I get's gotten such good word of mouth. Yeah. It's doing so well financially in the limited like, like per per theater that on a per like, theater well, basis. It, yeah, you know? there's nothing else out right now. Yeah, and of course, fucking Dover isn't playing any of them. I <laughs> I get frustrated on Twitter when the film douchebags are like, uh, it's fucking criminal that Morbius made. X amount of dollars and everywhere, everything all, everything everywhere all at once only made like eighteen million or something. Like motherfucker, that movie's in fifty in fifty yeah. theaters. And again, like, it's a Marvel pro- It's a Marvel property. I mean, it's got kids are going to go see Morbius. It kids was, are not going to go see. Right. Kids are not going to be like, holy shit, that short round. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's just a douchey way to come come at it because it's mm. like because it, it's presented as oh, you people have no taste. There are a bunch of people that want to go to it that just can't. Yeah. I don't live in fucking San Francisco. Yeah. I'm sorry, cool guy. Yeah. But, you know, but, there, and, isn't, there isn't a fucking... And that's actually part of the discussion we're having for Video Monsters, because we're doing May 24, yep. and all of them are going to be A24 films. Ah, yeah. So we're going to do a, a little elimination tournament with that. And, like, Is this going to interfere with your... PT May? No. No. PT May is only, like, 12 films. So, right. Um, I, I'll, I think I'm going to hit three of them during so, your May watch. So with that, and, and again, the Pete, the the mate, the Pete, we're only we're only going to be reviewing three. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, do we put which ones? Um, we don't know yet. Oh. Because what we do, because we did this for um, the alien films we did for April, we each come up with six to eight films. Yep. And then the listeners 
contribute like another six to eight based on their votings. And then we put all 20, like 24 to 30. Where in. do you do this vote? This is how well I pay attention to other people's oh, podcasts. I'll send you a link. Okay. Um, um, we do, you can, if you go to like the video monsters page, you can find the link yeah. and, um, it lists literally all the A24 films yeah. and there's like a, how, how many how, are there? Good, a good amount. More than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it Especially is. It's of, late, way, of late they've been put like the first few years, they're like, oh, five releases. You feel like you, I mean, you know all of them. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't, they're like, like half of them. Like I didn't know this fucking existed. It's like fire hose. So, uh, and then you vote like one, you'd like to hear us talk about it. Five, you know, survey, survey monkey type right. survey thing. Yep. Um, and then they all put them, he puts them all into like Easter eggs, essentially. Yeah. And they look like Pokeballs. And then he puts them I all have in, some of those upstairs. And then he puts them all into them. like the Skull of Decisions. You need actual Pokeballs. Skull. Oh, he's in Tennessee. I'm not going to mail them to him. And then he, he pulls out two. And yep. th- those two go in a bracket. Two more. Gotcha. Those two go in a bracket. Until we've got 16. Yeah. And then we just basically do the discussion from there. Gotcha. And like, you know, half the time, half the films we thought were going to... Like, the three ended up we ended up talking about for Alien films were Invaders from Mars, Zathura, and um, Under the Skin, hmm. which we I would have never picked. Right. That's the way the brackets worked out, because it's all... And then once we get through the first bracket, we randomize them again. Yeah. So it's like, because it's like, okay, well, the two strongest ones, if those just happen to be pulled, we're like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it works out. But yeah, with so with A24 films... They're both like, well, shit. Do do we put X, which is a new horror film that's mm-hmm. really fucking good, and everything? Yes, people seem to once. be enjoying it. Yeah, I paid like the thing where it's like, a twenty four did a screening on online for one day for yep. like twenty bucks. Yep, really good. Um, and I'm like, I don't want to put everything everywhere all at once in this bracket mm. because I was lucky I got to see it. Yeah, and there's right. nothing that pisses me off more. Then when someone's talking, like, doing, like, comparisons on a film that you've never got a chance to see yet. Right. So I'm like, until that comes out on, like, streaming or home video or even, you know, VOD. Right. I don't want to talk about it. Right. Because, you know, not as far as comparison. Right. So, because, yeah. Sorry, I don't live in, like, and even they have to drive, like, an hour away. I had to drive an hour away. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, and, and, like... Well, and I'm at a point now. Oh, I'd forgotten about that the little watch bug. Um, like I, I, I have to have the recliners, or I, I just can't go to the movies. Yeah. Um, and I'm also not yeah. driving anywhere yeah. more than an hour. You would not be able to do like the railroad square service yeah. because like, those are old, old school seats. My spotlight days are over. I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, long story short, Sonic Two is fine. Oh, uh, oh no! My theory. My theory is this. So the first Sonic came out, and everyone rightly assumed from the beginning that it was going to be terrible. So they go in with that in their head. So even if it's way better than they expected, they still, it's hard, and I do this, it's hard to stray too far from what you thought going in. Yeah. I very rarely go into a movie thinking it's going to be absolute dog shit and then end up giving it a four. It just doesn't happen. No. I think that's what happened here. And then it got good word of mouth, but those original scores were so low that it's kept it down. And then now this the Sonic 2 reviews are kind of making up for it because it is not a full star better. And I, I feel like I feel like you and I, people who regularly use Letterboxd can gauge what you're gonna think of a movie based on what the Letterboxd 
average score is, right? Do you, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing that I always said about video game uh, reviews. Like, people get people get so incensed at video game reviews. And my thing that I always said into the clouds, I wasn't going to say, this is the advice I would give. Find a reviewer that you either agree with, mm-hmm. because that, that, that yeah. person's going to be able to tell you, because they have the same taste, or that you really understand where they coming where they're coming from in relation to how you view things. And that's how I feel about Letterbox. Yes. If the Letterbox and, and also the type of movie it is. So I can I have a pretty good idea. It kind of takes some of the mystery away in a way. because uh, you I I don't go into anything blind anymore, which is weird. And I wish I could not do it, but there's no way I can't do it. Unless I'm going opening night to something, mm-hmm. I know what Letterbox thinks of the movie yeah. already. And they're so right most of the time. I'm within usually a half star. And I'm surprisingly, look, I'm looking for like a Twitter hot take on something right now for a movie, and surprisingly, nothing is coming right up, because almost always there is some film Twitter guy yeah. with just an awful take within yeah. like my first scroll. Yeah. And that is surprisingly not happening. <laughs> uh, so another movie I watched that I hadn't, um, I just hadn't gotten around to, and I had always heard that it was good, was Fury. And I was surprised to find out that you'd never seen it either. Were you doing much the same thing I was? You just had never... Just never got around to it. But you heard it was decent. Yeah, and I like everybody in it. Mm-hmm. It is... I, I texted you about halfway through it, but having seen the whole thing now, it is the three and a half star version of Saving Private Ryan. That is the best way I can describe yeah. that movie. It is pretty good. It looks great. Brad Pitt's great. I think I said to you that it might be one of my favorite Brad Pitt performances. Um, yeah, I plan on some point to do a Brad Pitt month. Yeah, which that would be pretty. That'd be pretty easy. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's made so many good films. Yeah, and again, and rewatchable ones. And if I do a Brad Pitt month, I know Andrew will be. Right, she'll be in. On, she'll be fully on board for every single one, right. so I don't have to, like, okay, I guess we can watch that tonight. Right. She'll be like, which Brad Pitt film, film are we watching? Right. How long is his hair in the Brad Pitt movie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it is, like, it's the same basic story, like, the that this tank squad is going out to save uh, this particular group of people it's not just one guy but it's a a a small platoon that has been trapped or whatever it ends every character is there is a there's a caparzo there is a kind of upham and wade combined together into one character logan logan lerman is basically a combination of upham and wade um uh john bernthal is basically a combination of what was ed burns name in the I can't I don't remember. Ryback. Ryback. Uh, he is basically Ryback, uh, and one of, maybe he's Ryback and Caparzo, and then um, Shia LaBeouf is basically Barry Pepper. <laughs> His name is Bible, and he's he's an amazing shot. Like, I mean, it is yeah. heavily Apparently influenced. Shia didn't shower throughout the entire film. I believe that. it. He looks, and oh man, that must have stunk in that tank. Oh, because <laughs> they are in closed quarters yeah. most of that movie. Apparently, that uh, was part of his method acting, as he Jesus didn't shower Christ. the entire time. It's funny because I just saw a thing from John Bernthal this week where he said method acting was bullshit. <laughs> yep, that was this week. I, I wonder, bet I, I know wonder. what film he was talking about. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because 
because that's probably exactly what it is. Mads Mikkelsen recently came out with yeah. that too. He's he's yeah. like they're like you know just seemingly just seems like a way to be an asshole. Right. It's that it's never because I think it was Mads Mikkelsen that that said something like you never see someone going method when they're playing like a super nice guy. <laughs> yeah. It's always when they're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like no, you just you're want not, the permission to be a dick. For right. A while. You're not you know. Going method to play fucking Fred Rogers, you know. <laughs> Do that for a change. Oh man, the headbands! Yeah. I'd totally forgotten about the headbands. Yeah. I got. I I watched one of the ones that I jumped in on. See that guy should have been week. an early build a figure. Yeah. <laughs> one of the was when they uh, are squaw crushing the headbands was one that I watched. Yeah. There aren't as many of these as you think. Like where the fuck did Cobra keep this fucking arena secret? And who are all those people? Yeah. <laughs> who's who's in that crowd? Well I, I Sorry, we're still watching GI Joe. I, I found on a mute. great I found a great thing online the other day where it's like if you've ever ever wondered where Bond, where James Bond villains always got those hanger honors, just go to a Trump rally. Yeah. It's like they were all yeah. so it's like that's who that is. This yep. is a, because you know there are people who are like, you know, Cobra Commander's just, he just wants to create jobs. Right. <laughs> he just wants to create jobs. He just wants to keep those outsiders out. Yeah. He's big on tech. He, he he's big on tech. Right. He just wants to secure our borders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, notice, yeah no, notice most of Cobra's white. Yeah, there's no brothers in Cobra. Not many brothers in Cobra. I Nope, Cobra, Cobra uh, is a, a hiss. Was a, a hiss, hiss tanks was were also awesome because though that was a really well built toy. Yeah, uh, most of them were. Yeah, you could, I mean, I've, I've told I think I've told the story before about my fucking deep six losing it in the lake. Oh yeah, yeah. Where I Rich Whitten and I were playing GI Joes and we had the deep deep six figure with his little fucking submarine, right. whatever it was called. I can't remember. And we were going in for lunch. I'm so, sure it was an acronym. Yeah. So we were going in for lunch, so I just put a couple heavy... Instead of taking it out of the fucking water, because, you know, I was like nine. Because you were a dumb kid. We just put a couple heavy rocks on it. And then when we went back out after lunch, we could not find it. Yep. And I thought the toy was fucking lost forever until the next year when we were fucking canoeing somewhere and fucking just floating along. Lo and behold, there's Deep Six. And it was fine. We took it out, cleaned it off, and <laughs> that was that. My toy was good. I have a similar. He had, story. he had a little bit. He had a little bit of moisture inside the bubble. Did you just see the mail-in glider? Oh yeah, float by there. Uh, Every single mail-in. Yeah. I did. I I did all of them after the original one because I don't think I ever did. I got the hooded Cobra Commander. I I don't know if fucking I got Sergeant I, Slaughter. I think I'm I had, remembering you. I had Sergeant it. Slaughter and fucking Refrigerator Perry. Yeah, I think he I, came with just a big hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they picked I, some weird fucking like celebrities to put in GI Joe. He actually talks a little bit about the Sergeant Slaughter thing, where it was a big deal that he and we wouldn't have been thinking this way as kids, and this sort of news wouldn't have gotten to us because entertainment business news was certainly not a thing. And plus, we were nine. <laughs> uh, it was a big deal that Sergeant Slaughter turned down a contract with the WWF to sign to be Hasbro oh. spokesman GI Joe. I didn't know. Oh, that those pens suck. They yeah, crack. I'm like I didn't even yeah. squeeze that no, hard. You don't have to. That was already cracked. Uh, no. You didn't break anything, Dan. Okay. Um, just play with this marker from now on. <laughs> can't break that marker. You can't what, break. What do you say? Is I'll bring back my fidget thing because it's sitting right. Oh, do you? I put it in my pocket one day and then I'm like, shit, I well, bring it back I, so I can fidget with it. One of my favorite fidget things is actually this. This is an underrated fidget thing. Uh, Miss K made this with her 3D printer. It it's. It's just a plastic bolt with a nut on it, and yeah. I just, I, when I would, uh, I subbed for her for six weeks last year, 
and I had lunch in there every day because I watched her kids while she was at lunch. So I was at her desk all the time. And at the end of the year, I just, I thought it was because this was always on her desk. Yeah. And like at the end of the year, I was like, is there any way I can have this? And she's like, what is that? Because I thought it was this thing that yeah. she had kept. Dude. And I showed it to her and she goes, oh, I think you I showed made... it to me before. And every time I see it, I'm like, is that one of your grinders? <laughs> she, goes, <laughs> she said, yeah, I made that with a 3D printer. And I said, I play with this every single day. Yeah. And she said, then take it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's that. Um, and then the last thing I watched. Uh, so long story short, to close the door on Fury. It is very good, but it's like, it is almost beat for beat Saving Private Ryan. Um it even ends at a last stand type thing where spoilers, pretty much everyone, all but one people die, you know? Yeah. Last That's the thing, thing about a tank. They're pretty strong and powerful. As until, soon as, as, until, until they're not moving. Yeah. <laughs> then you're just sitting in a box. Because that's what happens. They run into, they run over a mine and so the tank is disabled and then they have to like make a last stand there and hold the city. Um, and my last little thing that uh, I had fun with, the, the two movies I watched, I'll probably watch some more. I watched a couple of Philip Marlowe's. Mm. Uh, the first one I watched, there are many, by the way. Yeah. And there are many. Well, Chris, remakes. there was a TV show. There was a TV show on HBO. Oh, yeah. The Powers Booth one. The Powers Booth, Philip Marlowe, Private Eye. Yeah. Because I remember watching those yes. as a kid because they were always on like early in the morning. Yeah. I see. I wasn't aware. That was, that was my entire Philip Marlowe reference was yeah. that show. Um, I wasn't really aware of any of the movies. Um, it's weird. I watched, first I watched The Long Goodbye, mm -hmm. which is Elliot Gould, and that's the Robert Altman yeah. one. And that's like 1973. <laughs> and that's such a weird one. I, I like it a lot. I, I do too, because it, it's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it's not, there's a mystery, but it's almost like third yeah in, in what's going that was on in the that was actually kind of the disappointing part about it is there was no there there yeah. really which i mean there was from robert altman films not a surprise yeah uh the weird thing was um actually no i can't get away from this uh, without mentioning it elliot gould is is smoking in every single scene yeah but one and it's the one where he goes into the ocean. It's the only time he's not smoking in the entire movie. And it's not just that he's smoking. He's constantly lighting a smoke. Yeah. And it's kind of, I mean, it's you can go through the reviews and it's they're all through there. Uh, it's like a running gag that like he, and I'm sure it was a thing, obviously, that he can strike a match off any fucking surface. Yeah. I'm thinking they had sandpaper taped to stuff because he was like striking matches off fucking glass and shit. <laughs> yeah. and, like, it was very funny. But he must have smoked. Oh, yeah. How many clove cigarettes to film that movie? Like we hope it was oh clove cigarettes. <laughs> oh. uh, Especially as Altman loves long takes. Yeah, there's he a lot of that. Long there's a lot of scenes are gonna go. Well, it, I'm glad you said that because I I didn't really put that together. But I, a lot of scenes you're like, I'm just sitting there going, cut. Yeah, no, Altman doesn't do that. Cut, <laughs> guys, the scene is over. <laughs> And Altman, it is not. Altman does not <laughs> yeah. do that. No, I, let, I'm glad you said that. He will I... let shit go on. Just because, again, he loves like a lot of impro improvisational shit. And I mean, he has scripts, but he will also just be like, okay, I trust you as an actor. Let's see where this yeah. goes. And um, so, so he doesn't shut the camera down when he thinks he should. He always just lets it keep going. And sometimes it looks like the actors aren't in on it sometimes. Oh, like, yeah, like I, if you it, just watch people in the background, they're like, should I, should I still be doing this? Am I still eating this sandwich or? <laughs> did you say, <laughs> did you yell cut and I just didn't hear it? <laughs> right. Uh, so 
the next one I watched was... Also, though, that's the one with Arnold, right? The long goodbye. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to get to that. Okay. Uh, the next one I watched was Farewell, My Lovely, or something. It's the, Ro- a re- the Robert Mitchum. It's a remake one. It's a remake from a, a 40s one. I... Now, uh, just a t- so uh, the long goodbye is contemporary for when it was made. It's yeah. like it's set in the seventies, whereas the Mitchum one is set in the forties. That aside, it looks older, and it's not just the period. It's it's just the way it looks and the way that the actors are acting. Mm-hmm. It looks like a fifties movie or a sixties movie, yeah. but it's newer than the oh, yeah. Altman one. It's weird. Yeah, because I mean, I think it's almost in the eighties. It's seventy-five. Oh, it's, oh, I thought it was, like, it was even later. Than I that. think it was seventy-five, or it's either seventy. I would have said it was like eighty, eighty-one. It is. Holy shit, that was a while ago. Uh, yeah, that was seventy-five. Long goodbye is seventy-three. Um, so you know how it's a kind of a thing on Twitter where people will make <laughs> these letterbox lists that are like really long, whatever, and it's two kind of unrelated things. <laughs> yeah, I could have made a list that are. Philip Marlowe movies that include a future cast member of The Expendables taking their shirt off and not saying a line. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because Arnold Schwarzenegger, like you just said, is in Long Goodbye, and Sylvester Stallone is in uh, Farewell, My Lovely. Now, at least Sylvester Stallone gets a name, yep. and he's in two scenes, <laughs> but both of them take their clothes off, yep. and both of them don't say a fucking word. Yep. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I, I don't think at that time that like Schwarzenegger even could have. Oh no, because Pumping Iron hadn't even come yeah. out yet. The only other thing he had been in before that was another th- a, a, like a Lou Ferrigno thing where they were uh, not before Pumping Iron. Yeah. It was another. Maybe it wasn't the Lou Ferrigno one. Maybe that was just Pumping Iron. But it, he was in one other like bodybuilding yeah. movie a couple of years before. But yeah, I don't. I I'm betting he couldn't even speak and English. And Stallone by that point had pretty much only done porn. Yeah, because he, he would have been probably. Well, not making Rocky. He would have been, because Rocky was the next year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, before either one of them was any kind of a star, they were both in a Philip Marlowe adaptation mm-hmm. with their clothes off. <laughs> uh, Good job, guys. Stallone gets the gets the win because he did, he got to kill a guy, and he was actually in two scenes. One where he's naked, and then the other one where he's not. Uh, but but all, all Schwarzenegger does is, is take his clothes off and stand in a room like an idiot. Uh, good times though. I yeah. did like them. I will go back. Um, I wanted to watch the Big Sleep because that's yeah, I was like, like now the, you got to watch a bogey one. Yeah, but I <laughs> and I own the Big Sleep. I bought it, but as I'm reading about it, I guess it's like an incomprehensible plot. Like it doesn't even make sense. Oh uh, yeah, that you just kind of watch it. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but it's yeah, it's and there's like it's not the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, by a long shot. Is that much better? Oh, Maltese Falcon's. Yeah, because I I have I bought that too, um, yeah. I, I, but I I have had fun with with those things. The last thing I watched, and I finished it before you got here. And the reason I watched it was because I'm doing all the I did all the Coppolas earlier in the month, and I'm I bought Conversation, so I'm going to watch Conversation. When you said that there was an unofficial sequel to Conversation, Enemy of State, it's on Tubi, so I watched it this morning. Uh what was the one that you... Oh, the, the one where you said where uh, Cage comes in and kind of saves the movie. Mm. Like, Enemy of the State is pretty it's ho-hum generic. for, it's like, generic. the first 45 minutes until Hackman gets there. Yeah. Uh, and then it's a lot of fun. 
Let me read you the cast of this movie. I don't know if you remember it. Oh, it's it's a fucking Tony Scott film, so it, it's. It, I don't remember everybody in it, but it was yeah, it was a big fucking budget film when it is came this out. You that's making this noise, PlayStation. Hmm. What is your problem, man? Uh, okay, so Enemy of the State. It's not that these are all like major big stars, but you've heard of all of these mm-hmm. people: Will Smith, Gene Hackman, John Voight, Lisa Bonet, Regina King, Jack Black. Yeah. Barry Pepper, Ian Hart, you might not know the name, but you would recognize him, mm-hmm. Jake Busey, Scott Kahn, Jason Lee, Gabriel Byrne, Jamie Kennedy, Seth Green, Tom Sizemore, Philip Baker Hall, Jason Robards, and Anna Gunn. Yep. I just rattled off like 20 fucking people that you've heard of. <laughs> a lot of Emmy nominees there. It's a lot of Oscar wild. nominees there. Yeah. Some Hollywood legacy kids in there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and those like, guys were they were they not filming knock around guys at that point? <laughs> they just like, hey, uh, we need you to come over to this set. For yeah, five like minutes. Busey and Scott Kahn and Barry Pepper were in like all of those movies yeah. playing the exact same, role. Same with Seth Green. And Seth Green was always like the funny one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the weird thing about it is, I mean, he's always on the letterbox thing. Fucking Minesweeper. Is uh, fuck yeah. Uh, Seth Green is uncredited in the movie. It's very bizarre because, like the cat at the end, you know, the the cast goes all the way down to fucking model number six and stuff yep. like that. Seth Green is not mentioned at all, and he has a pretty big role. I wonder why. He also, I looked it up and there was no answer. Huh. I couldn't find an answer. I didn't look that hard, but uh, someone else pointed out. I didn't really notice this was that he just up and up disappears for the last third of the movie. He's just not in it anymore. Yeah. Which I didn't notice watching it because, like, when it he's not in the third act of the movie like at all. So I wonder if there was some kind of weird. He got fired, and I don't know, but yeah. it's it's strange. Yeah. Uh, and th- but it did take me down a rabbit hole of other movies where people were uncredited, and a lot of time it was like when uh, fuck the guy that just died, Sean Connery was at the end of the fucking Robin Hood movie, like stuff yeah. like that. That yeah. doesn't count yeah. to me. That's like a surprise and yeah. whatnot. But like for someone that was in the movie yeah. and is a name. At that point, he had hadn't done a ton. He wasn't but a big name, but he was still. He had been in stuff. he had been in Can't Hardly Wait at that point. Buffy, I think he was in. Buffy, I, don't know, I don't know if he'd been in Buffy episodes yet by that. Probably point, not. That would have been. Yeah, he was still. Idle Hands, at least, because Idle yeah. Hands was the same year. Yep. Yeah, it's it's just it was just bizarre yeah. that there was no. He's just not in the credits whatsoever. He 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 had already been in Pump Up the Volume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the one? He's you... even credited in Pump Up the Volume, and he's like got a line in that. Yeah. That would have been way before, oh, wouldn't yeah, it? The Pump Up the Volume was 91. 90, yeah. So he'd been so he's like 15 years old? At I that think, point. but he, he he's looked like he's 15 Yeah, he, he, looked like he, he looked like he was 15 for 20 years. How come I can't get to your... Oh, you watched Oxygen. Yeah. How was that? That was very good. I mean, very solid film, well-directed. Um... I think I, my review was sci- sci-fi buried, which yep. it is, but I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Choose or Die sucked. Uh, that was a new Netflix horror film that got, like, really good. Really? Like review, And I'm like, oh, no, this is good. I'd heard good things about it. I should have looked at Letterboxd first, because Letterboxd had, yeah, like, a 2.1 yeah. or something. Well, and it's not just that. Look at that rating spread. <laughs> yeah. The rating spread is pretty heavy uh, going, the, <laughs> going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um you watched Mothman Prophecies. I don't know why I've heard of that. Is that like an the internet Gear one? Okay. Yeah, it's Does yeah, it, it's like a, is it like an urban legend type yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Was Peggy Sue a first watch? Yeah. Really? Well, yes and no. 
I know I had seen it as a kid. Yeah. But I could not fucking remember anything other than like the back of the box plot. Sure. So I consider that a first watch. Uh, Man, rewatching it could happen to you. That's really good. Really, that's I was just, surprised to see your just, four there. That's a that's just a really enjoyable film. I don't think I've seen it. Um, I mean, I, I know I, what it is. I, the lottery ticket one, right? One of my favorite '90s villains is now Rosie Perez. It's the the lottery yeah. ticket one, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, and Rosie Perez plays his his wife who doesn't want to give away the money. Right. Man, based on like that and fucking white men can't jump and. <laughs> I'm like she. She's like she's. She may be one of the best '90s villains. Um, Rewatch the Frozen Grab was solid. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, that's didn't mean to one. do that. But that was another, that's another one where it's um, basically, oh Christ, insomnia. You know, there's a there's a serial killer loose in like the 1980s in what's the Alaska. Billy Bob one? Simple Plan. Yeah, that's good. I don't know why that <coughs> popped in my head, but uh, yeah, Frozen Ground was really good. Kill Chain was solid. Um, what's Outcast? That's the that's the one with Hayden Christensen. Oh, okay. Um, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, in New Orleans. That was super fun. Um, plays just a drugged out cop who's trying to do some shit. Bringing out the dead. Yeah, bring out the de- bringing out the dead is one that I hate that no one has seen it. I haven't seen it. It's a goddamn Scorsese film. I haven't seen it. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, I remember when it came out, cause I worked at the video store when it came out and I was so pissed that it didn't come out to play at Hoyt's. Mm. I'm like, how is a Scorsese film not playing in the theater? Uh, so I had to wait for it to come out on VHS and then we got one fucking copy on VHS. Of course. Didn't care for Left Behind. Oh God, that was so bad. And I think we talked about Lost City last time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did good. Yeah, you would have watched Left Behind before we recorded <laughs> yeah, that last it, one. But it, it, it did not need mentioning. <laughs> uh, what? So, what is X? What's that about? It, it, it's, um, it, it takes place in the seventies. It's about a van full of kids who are shooting a porn film. Right. Rent out like a place in Texas. Right. Um, and the place they rent to film the porn, not the best place to film the porn. Right. Now uh, the family that lives there, some shit's weird. So it's got a very strong Texas Chainsaw vibe, but it's not. Um, it it looks like a seventies film. Yeah. Watching it, like like you're talking about how you know the Mitchum film feels like a nineteen fifties film, even though yeah. it's not. This and uh, Ty West is a filmmaker I really enjoy. I mean, he he has yet to make a bad film, in my opinion. Um, this was kind of his return to horror after a few films away, and he did a lot of TV work. Um, but yeah, really, really good horror film. Genuinely creepy, good seventies vibe. So, and as someone who loves Texas Chainsaw Massacre, fits right in there. The number one review is this movie convinced me never to shoot porn in Texas in the seventies again. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. The next one is the pornification of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> the, but it, the next one down just says the Texas Backshot Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you do see someone come on a back. Um, it, but there's some interesting stuff in there beyond the horror. Um, there's it's a small crew film, mm-hmm. and like the guy who's like the director who just who's gonna make a masterpiece, right? Brings his girlfriend along to be like the sound girl until she's watched this dude fuck two women, and she's like, I kind of want to do this. <laughs> and he's I'm down, and he's like, You can't do it. 
And she's like, why? You've been talking all along that this shit's, you know, be free. Whatever, now that you... And then, like, he does not react well to her doing the porn scene. Yeah. Um, the guy the guy who was, like, the, the stud porn actor is great. Former Vietnam vet. You know? Of course. Um, the, the guy who was, like, financing the whole thing, like, runs a strip club. And, like, you know, he's like, hey, money to be made in this. So we're right. going to do it. Um, yeah. Good. It was very, it's a very good film, I think. Nice. Yeah. One of those that just goes beyond the typical, oh, this is one where he thought Sneak Eyes dies. It goes just beyond, it goes beyond what, you know, horror can do. It's not, ele- yeah. I wouldn't go as far as calling it elevated horror. Right. But, you know, it's very, very good. Elevated horror being like, uh, like hereditary, like the witch and, and stuff witch. like that. Uh, which I said, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, my my cost of, of seeing The Northman was that I would finally watch The Witch. Um, and I haven't done it yet. Damn it, Tom. But I know, I know. <laughs> I watched, I did I did start it once. I can't remember what happened. I think I fell asleep. It's, ve- it's a very slow burn. It's a very slow burn. It's a very quiet film. Very yeah. easy to fall asleep to. Yeah. Uh, and it was one of those I started at like way too late at night and I, I fell asleep. So I'll, I'll obviously oh, have to That's been over. another great internet hot take this week that fucking blew my mind. That uh, Robert Eggers must be a conservative because everything about his films are back to that, back to I saw back to I back to that. basic values. I'm like, did you really watch The Witch? Yeah. Um, because the family that is there got kicked out of like their town for being too fucking conservative about the Bible. Yeah. Um, and then everything happens horribly to them. And they can't come to grips with anything because they can't get out of their conservative mindset. Right. And the only one that lives and ends up being happy is the quote-unquote witch. I think the uh, I think that comes from the right has sort of co-opted Vikings. Yeah. In the last couple of years, so like they're tying, making that connection. Maybe? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, because they're like, well, in the, in the lighthouse, it was about too manly. Yeah. Lighthouse. I'm like, dude, there was so much gay subtext in that yeah. film. Did you not watch the fucking movie? Speaking of which, I just bought Rope, so I'll nice. watch that. Soon. Yeah. And yeah, and then with the Norsemen, it's like, it's based on Viking legend. guy, Like, because people are like, oh, I bet he's from the, I bet Robert Eggers is from the fucking South. I'm like, he's from New Hampshire, guys. Yeah. I met the dude. Like, he, he, he does not, he comes off as kind of like that nerdy kid that wanted to make movies in high school and yeah. got to do it. And did. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, gay subtext, did you see the <clears throat> promo for the Tucker Carlson original wow. thing? About getting back to manliness? I, if I didn't know any better, and I'm still not 100% con- convinced that's not a gag. But it's not. It is... Put it this way: You put in the volleyball montage from from Top Gun, and it's gonna butch it up. I was gonna say it would make it more straight. Yeah, uh, one of my, I can't remember who it was. Somebody I follow that's a writer was like, but retweeted it uh, or quote tweeted it and said, "I'm a gay man sitting here next to my gay husband on my gay couch with my gay dog, <laughs> eating my gay and all this stuff." And he goes, "And this is the gayest thing I've ever seen." Yeah. Well, that the whole or thing, no, this is gayer than than I could ever hope to yeah. be. And and then the whole thing with like the testicle tanning. Yeah, it's like um, pu- putting UV lights on your balls. 
is not going to up your sperm count or your testosterone. It, it, no, it doesn't up your. It's not your sperm count. It up, ups your testosterone level, Dan. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't. It's, it's probably so... going to give you ball cancer. <laughs> and like every, the, the, truly, just like the 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 cherry on top of everything is that all of these manly activities require you to be shirtless yeah. and shirtless, shaved, and oiled up. Yeah. Guys out there chopping down trees with his fucking shirt off. Yeah. It's so and again, dumb. If you know any, we're, we're from Maine. Yeah. If you know any lumberjack or yeah. person who works in the woods. They are covered head to toe. They are covered head to toe in heavy fucking yeah. clothing. Because they don't want to lose a fucking arm. Right. The one thing you should not be doing, you should not have oil anywhere on your hands if you are cutting wood in any way, shape, right. or form. Because it, it's and a sharp instrument you're holding. If you went out in the woods for a day with no shirt on. Yeah. You'd come home covered with insect bites. Insect bites, scratches, cuts. That's, that's not manly. Yeah. I, I've i watched it several times, and I can't get over it. I just watched it the once, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't and, get over how... Again, I'm not ever going to Tucker Carlson for advice on how to be a man. No. It is funny that people like Tucker Carlson and Ben Shapiro and Char, uh, uh, the Charlie Kirk are like these models of manliness. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Sorry. Like, I don't want to shit on anyone's appearance and, and, and mannerisms, but, like, yeah. when I think macho manly, you ain't it yeah. with your bow tie. and Like, no. come on, man. Yeah. What's fucking the dude from Avatar doing? The, the old guy in the in Avatar, right. you know? <laughs> with the scars and the yeah. tank tops. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, yeah. Stephen Lang looks like a man to me. Fucking Chuck Bronson. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, they're all like, yeah, testosterone levels are the lowest they've ever been. It's that, so. That's not. It's because so of weird. It's not because of Disney boys. It's it's weird, isn't it? Like it's gone beyond just. It's gone. It's the whole thing now where they're calling Disney groomers. Yeah. It's like. I know you guys are all into saving kids that have been sexually abused. You are not doing the no. thing. If anything, you're hurting. You are hurting the yes. cause. Yes. I have worked with sex traffic victims. I have worked with abuse victims. Disney didn't have anything to do with it. Right. Um. <laughs> uh, George Takei uh, oh, that said was something beautiful. when he was like, "I was groomed to be straight." Blah blah blah. blah. Still gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and there's people all over. It's like I've seen every Disney movie ever. That's not what made me gay, people. Right. <laughs> like, right. If anything, Disney, for the most part, for the longest time, pushed heteronormative more than anything. Yeah. Only recently have they got gay characters. Yeah. And but and they're only gay in the uh, the American cuts. They're not yeah. gay in China. Yeah. They take those things out. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the thing. Wild. That, the fact that like Republicans are now like boycotting and showing up and protesting fucking Disneyland and Disney World. It's like really. And oh. Uh, they're against cancel culture, though. Yeah, they are against cancel culture, but they will cancel fucking air. And I love the fact that how spectacularly that is going to backslide against Republicans in Florida. Because uh, look, I didn't, you just made you just gave Disney a hundred and sixty million dollar tax break yeah. by not having to fund that shit anymore. Good, good job, guys. Yeah, it's really uh, did they not? It's wild. What was the one positive that could have come out of that from your point of view? Not nothing. There is no positive take on that for you. Certainly not long term. No, only now your taxpayers are on the hook for this. Well, and the thing that's been pointed out a bunch this week is that he won uh, by thirty six thousand votes, and there are eighty thousand Disney employees in the state of Florida. Yeah, 
So, and there are a lot more people not, that not saying that those would all go one way, but no, like, but there, and there's a lot more than that who live in Orlando who are now going to have like two thousand two hundred dollars tacked onto their tax yeah. bills. Yeah, the guy that owns the the fucking parking garage two miles off Disney property is probably pissed off right now. Yeah, and the you know the the vendors that are near any vendor that would be nearby. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Let him let him fucking. I'd just like to cut that whole state off. Let it float yeah. into the fucking Gulf. <laughs> Good job, DeSantis. And again, yeah. just keep going. Just keep go, keep going south if, until if, you if hit there, Cuba. If it wasn't for Trump, he would be the front runner for the Republicans. Right yeah, now. he would. He would. Good times. Anything else? Mm, no, I don't think so. Because I, I guess we won't the... talk about Michelle Yeoh until I watch it. Which who knows when that'll be? But now that it's in Bangor, I, that's I, there's a legit chance I could go see it though. Um, and hopefully it sticks around a little longer. I did not check to see what's coming out soon, but it's a good time because right yeah. now we're kind of in a bit of a dead space. Right, we're not into blockbuster season. Although um, blockbuster season seems to get earlier every year, or it was for a while up until 2020. It was started like blockbusters coming out in April 6th. Yeah, and shit, but, but that is not the case. Right? Let me see what's no. coming out soon. Because, yeah, right, the Batman is still playing, which is funny because it's on HBO Max now. Yeah, the North Northman is playing three times a day. Unbearable. What theater is it in now, does it say? Is it in one of the front ones? One of the, one of the first four. check for the reserved seating. It's reserved seating. It's in, on screen 10. That's up at the front. Do they so, go down and then back up? Is that how it goes? I think so. So the Northman's up, up at the front. Um... Yeah, I don't want to see... The Bad Guys looks like it will probably be a fun kids movie, but I don't yeah. desire to see it. Un, oh, Jesus, nope. Bring me back the unbearable weight of massive talent. That's screen one, so that's one of the redone ones. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Beast is probably one of the top ones. Father Stew. That's com Father Stew is the one that's coming to Dover. I'm like, the fucking one where Mark Wahlberg plays a reformed criminal becomes a priest. That's the one. No, thank you. Come on. Sonic, Morbius is Morbius is only playing. Why don't once you want to go see that movie? Morbius is only playing once a day. Poor Morbius. Everything all everywhere all in, it's screen five. Yeah, I don't know if that's a reclining seat. I don't know. There's only eleven across. It might be. Yeah. That must be the back corner one. It's got to be, isn't it? Lost City still playing. Batman's only playing once a day, but it's still playing. All right, what is coming soon? Uh, the new Liam Neeson film Memory. Okay. Uh, downtown, Downton Abbey. The I didn't, movie. I didn't know that was another thing coming up. When does Doctor Strange start? May 25th or something? No, I think it's sooner than that. Oh, no, it's May 5th. Wow, that's like two weeks. So. I probably got two weeks. Those are the only th things that are showing is coming soon right now. So yeah. I bet those will stay in there for at least another week. Which is good, because now I know what my like, Saturday plan is next week. Yeah. Go to the theater for the day. Nice. All right, anything else? No. All right. <clears throat> well, we'll uh, hopefully see some of those things that are now available in our area uh, for next time.